7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an easy idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. On July 4th, 1776, we declared our independence. In 1788, we ratified our Constitution. And to this day, every officer, law, and division of American government has existed solely for the purpose of protecting our unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that used to be the case. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, happy 3rd of July. Happy almost Independence Day. Welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Yeah, Electric City melted, but... Uh, yeah. Need, uh, more, need some more insulation on those wires. <laughs> yeah. To those guys... Uh, to that guy's uh, opening? Yeah. Says who? Says says who? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. The Swamp, the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble. Hello. Let me tell you. Hi, everybody. Happy Civil War Eve. Um, wow. When, when Joe talks about Scranton melting, uh, my neighborhood had a power outage. Oh. Pretty much all day today. Wow. Did, were, oh. you, were you and Bob uh, out of power, too? We, we were actually lucky enough to be one of the few that weren't. Okay. But yeah, it's it's been brutal here today. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's like neighbors are calling other neighbors saying, look, I know you're at work. I know your kid's at a daycare. Do you want me to pick up the kid? Do you want me to go to your house, check mm-hmm. out your dog? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's been... Re- I know a lot of people are affected by the heat wave, but damn, it sucks when you're, like, in the swamp. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, and, you know, today uh, we had uh, uh, some rain for a couple hours, um, maybe in, maybe an hour, and it just got more muggy, but at least it was a little overcast, so it's con- there's kind of a cool breeze out there. The air's cooled down a little bit, um, you know, so... Uh, but it's uh, it's still really, really sweltery but uh but anyway yeah some uh uh oh oh poor cleveland is suffering in other ways though Hello, darkness my old friend lebron no <laughs> here I, uh, i'll i'll get my no, no! <laughs> oh so many sads today um, well, uh, uh, I guess it was, was it Sunday? I think, uh, I looked at the news and I was just looking at what was trending and it said LeBron James and I'm like, Oh, what the heck? Let's see what Mr. Sports balls up to. And, um, and I, it says, Oh, he just got $164 million to leave our city and go to play with the LA Lakers. So, uh, yeah. 
Um, Let isn't me Magic, ask any isn't, of the. Isn't Magic Johnson uh, one of the owners of of the Lakers? I I don't know. Huh. I, may, I don't know. But oh, okay. I got to say this: Wouldn't you leave Cleveland for one hundred sixty-four million dollars? Uh, I, I'd, I'd leave Cleveland for $64. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. No, no, I, lo- I love my city. But hell yeah. I mean, uh, that that's not a decision. You know, I mean, and, and oh, I love this. I love this too. Um, Devin Nunez. Nunez. One of the most broke-ass Republicans out there. His net worth is less than mine. Okay? His net worth... Is less than mine, all right? And he apparently is invested in companies, all right? But he he mocked LeBron James on Twitter and called him stupid for, you know, basically called him stupid for paying high taxes in California. What? <laughs> oh, come on, I man. Think, really? I think he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I think I think Nike probably will pay for the taxes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and a little we, more. We, we got this, LeBron. No problem. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it, I, I, I know we don't want to turn this into sports talk, but there's two things that I really want to say. First off, I'm not trying to blame Cleveland, the victim, but mm-hmm. he left your city once. Yeah. Of course he was going to leave again. I, I mean, I, serious. Here, here's the thing. This is where I am. And, and as ignorant as I am about sports, I know this. LeBron James doesn't want to be tied to any one team for too long of a period of time because that is damaging to his personal brand. Just like every megastar athlete, they get traded and they move and they go everywhere. I mean... You know, mm-hmm. when you say Magic Johnson, you just think Magic Johnson. You don't expressly think of one team. When you say Michael Jordan, you don't think of just expressly one team. You think of Michael Jordan as the brand. You know, right? Right. I that's mean, a good point. you know, yes. and that's what he wants, and that's what you know. What? It, it, let him do it. I'm right. all, uh, Fuck it. He's done great things for our city. He got us the ring. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, we had our our shitty parade. I'm sorry, I, very nice parade <laughs> that was very right super. You that, that was so that was so convenient for me to get to work that day on that parade. Thank you so much. It was an hour late. Kenny's not letting that go, Joe. <laughs> Never grudge. Yeah, uh, I don't. But the other think thing, so. the other thing, I, and I get, I get that Cleveland might be upset, but I think when you bring up the brand, it's really mm-hmm. important. But it's also really important to to. I know the guy's a millionaire, and I know, Ken, you're not a sports ball guy. I mm-hmm. get it. But the guy puts his money where his mouth is, and he really does contribute to a lot of really good charitable Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And, and you know, yeah. and, and for anybody to begrudge him leaving, you know, I mean, it's just not practical. I mean, they offered him what? But I think at least three or four times more than, than Cleveland was going to offer him to stay. Come on. You know? It's a bigger market. Yeah. And, and if he wants to go and earn more money, that's good. Like I said, he he takes his money and he puts it he puts it into really good causes. And yeah. I'm not a basketball fan. I'm not one of those kind of people who are like super, you know, sports ball sycophants, as it were. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I you know, I I think it's very interesting. They were like, You're gone. We're taking oh, that I, mural down. Oh yeah. I was it, interested when uh, Kenny, when you posted that in in the the chat this morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I 
I it was just right after I clicked on CNN.com and they had a big banner. Watch them take LeBron James back down live in Cleveland. Yeah, and I'm watching these guys on ropes with you know, taking this thing down. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? In this heat, oh, I, yeah. Like, I mean, it up. leave it up till winter. You know, when it's sure. colder and you can. Yeah. You know, and they, uh, I guess they're retiring his number and everything, and that's nice. But, you know, I mean, but seriously, ripping that thing down? Well, I'm sure the people that work for Sherwin-Williams are probably pretty happy to, to get light in their windows now. Um, yeah. but, uh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm going to post the picture that I took, because th- this is like almost the same exact shot that was on CNN this morning, and I took that from the car when Susan was dropping <laughs> me off downtown. Uh, but yeah, if you look, I think if you zoom in on the picture, I don't know, but yeah, you can see how big that thing is. There's a whole row of guys off to the right side. <laughs> yeah, I see. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like six of them, and they only have like a quarter of it down. <laughs> I, no, not even a quarter. It's like it's yeah. like an, it's like maybe a tenth of it. <laughs> it's ridiculous because I'm assuming they're taking down one panel out of one, two, three, four. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, t- like twelve panels, one out of twelve panels Probably. that they're working on. So you notice though, if you look close at those guys, they all have LeBron James uh, jerseys in. Oh yes, I, I no, know. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this was one of those times I wasn't going to believe you, Joe. Oh, okay, you, thank you. You should have seen the like, street. Really? You should have seen Ontario uh, when we were pulling in. People were they, they were doing like blog they're they're doing like you know vlog interviews and and taking pictures and videotaping them taking it down and and it's like you know i mean seriously they're they were sad hello darkness my old friend oh but uh, anyway so well i'll tell you what so um we just lost our stanley cup winning coach oh hey, he quit didn't he and i i know no, less about he didn't. Well, he got he got a better deal. <laughs> wow. Well, he went to the Islanders, but it's one of those things. This is sports. Things change. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. That concludes uh, sports stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's too long. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, we don't get into kitty cat tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, I shouldn't have said anything. I've been, I've been uh, scouring the internet archive and my own uh, personal audio archives and looking and seeing what, what kind of um, America-related audio I have. Not, not just you don't know. Don't mess around. With God's America. God bless the United States. Yeah, not that. Not that. Not that fake patriotism. And uh, and I found some really fascinating stuff. Um, it's really reflective of what's going on now, but stuff going all the way back to the 40s. Um, and uh, I found uh, uh, well, this this is something that was making its rounds last year. There's a there's a movie that was put out by the government in 1943, an Antifa movie, an anti-fascist movie. Everybody, and and it again, it was making its rounds last year, and it was called "Don't Be a Sucker." Do you guys remember when we played that last year? Yes, and since yeah. that time, I've watched the entire one. Yeah, yeah. So I, you, you know, know, like, yeah. Sorry, it's like a It's a whole movie. Yeah, it's. I think it's like a twenty-minute movie. It's a. It's a pretty short movie, but, 
Um, but I went and uh, it, it went back and revisited that and got uh, got some audio from that because it's so important as to what's going on uh, right now, especially with immigration and the, the Muslim ban and and all that. I happen to know the facts, my friends. I'm just an average American, but I'm an American American. And some of the things I see in this country of ours make my blood boil. I see people with foreign apple money. I see Negroes holding jobs that belong to me and you. Now I ask you, if we allow this thing to go on, what's going to become of us real Americans? I've heard this kind of talk before, but I never expected to hear it in America. The truth about Negroes and foreigners. The truth about the Catholic Church. Do you believe in that kind of talk? Well, that all makes pretty good sense to me. And I tell you, friends, we'll never be able to call this country our own until it's a country without. Without what? Yeah, without what? Without Negroes. Without alien foreigners. Without Catholics. Without Freemasons. You know What's wrong with the Masons? I'm a Mason. Hey, that fellow's talking about me. And that makes a difference, doesn't it? These are your enemies. These are the people who are trying to take over our country. Now you know them. You know what they stand for. And it's up to you and me to fight them. Fight them and destroy them before they destroy us. Before he said Masons, you were ready to agree with him. Well, yes, but he was talking about... What about those other people? In this country, we have no other people. We are American people. What about you? You aren't American, are you? I was born in Hungary, but now I am an American citizen. And I have seen what this kind of talk can do. I saw it in Berlin. I heard the same words we have heard today. But I was a fool then. I thought Nazis were crazy people, stupid fanatics. But unfortunately, it was not so. You see, they knew that they were not strong enough to conquer a unified country. So they split Germany into small groups. They used prejudice as a practical weapon to cripple the nation. Of course, that was not easy to do. They had to work hard to do it. You see, we human beings are not born with prejudices. Always they are made for us. Made by someone who wants something. Remember that when you hear this kind of talk. Somebody is going to get something out of it, and it isn't going to be you. True that, brother. True that. So, yeah, I, I just thought that that was that would be a perfect opener for the show tonight because, I, I you know, you know, we're real Americans, real Americans, American Americans. Because I mean, you know, that's what we're getting right now. You know, Trump wants to to limit uh, immigration from certain countries. He's expressed interest in just you know getting immigrants from majority white nations you know why can't we get those good people not all those rapists and killers you know from the shithole countries yeah from the shithole countries and you know uh it, it defending you know white nationalist killers calling them fine people you know i mean this is it's it's it, you know and that's that's what prompted that this this to go viral last year was the killing of heather hare by that yeah. white nationalist mm-hmm. shitbag you know and, i'm happy and, to report that it's going mm-hmm. viral again with it what's should. happening with these kids good good 
I've seen it on a, a good number of my friends' Facebook pages who, mm-hmm. you know, they're not in the wheelhouse that all of us are, you know, all of us here are in. So, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, this is, uh, but it, it's, it's, uh, the, it, there's something else that's going to be airing tomorrow on Fox News, on Fo- during Fox and Friends. There is a conservative organization called um, the Becoming American Initiative. Uh, I've never heard of these folks before, but they cut an ad together with a very familiar voice, the voice of an individual that is evoked uh, every time a conservative opens their yap and talks about the greatness of their party. And, of course, that is Ronnie Reagan, everybody. And uh, listen to this uh, this ad they put together uh, regarding I- immigration. Through this golden door has come millions of men and women. These families came here to work. Others came to America and often harrowing conditions. They didn't ask what this country could do for them, but what they could do to make this refuge the greatest home of freedom in history. They brought with them courage and the values of family, work, and freedom. Let us pledge to each other that we can make America great again. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. Make America great again through immigration is what Ronald Reagan was saying. There was also another part of that he had when he said, um, let us not ask what they can do for our country. Yeah, they don't ask. Uh, yeah, they, he was uh, echoing JFK. You know, they don't ask, yeah. what, you know, they ask what they can do for our country, not what uh, our country can do for them. Wow. Um and, you know, I know one thing our country can do for them, not, you know, tear their children away from them and put them in cages. That That's a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like the, uh, was it you, Rain, that posted that picture? Of the uh, nativity, the nativity? Scene in the cage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in Indianapolis. That was great. Yeah, somebody yeah, erected a, a chain link fence crazy. around a nativity scene. Around Jesus, Mary, or Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't Jesus have been in a little separate cage? Yeah. All right, so they screwed that up. They should have had an ice agent dangling him by his arm while he was screaming for for Mary. Mm. I have to tell you, I mean, you guys know um, Bob and I went to the march on Saturday. Yeah. And it, it is still really... And it, it, we had we had a lot of people here in D.C. And it was amazing and it was really good. But it's still just almost hard to accept that this is really happening. Yeah. It's, it's really, really hard to, 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 like, comprehend that that we are really doing this in the United States. And... And today, today, the Trump administration said you have two choices. You can either leave with your child or without your child. Yeah. I, 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 this, this, I, I'm really glad that you brought up, <clears throat> you know, that first clip about don't be, don't be a sucker mm-hmm. about the real Americans. And that was, that was done in the lead up to, to Nazism. We're there, guys. I don't like to be an alarmist. I genuinely yeah. don't like to be an alarmist, but we are there. Yeah. 
Well, actually, that yeah. would that the, the the "Don't Be a Sucker" was made after the rise of Nazism, and when those groups started to take off, those early white nationalist groups that ended right. up morphing into the like the Klan and you know, or or the more modern version of the Klan. Well, it was it was nationalism rising here in the United yeah. States, and mm-hmm. you're right. I'm sorry about the time frame. No, that's okay. But yeah, it's the, it's the nationalism, you know that that you know go to your own clan, stick with your clan. Um, because that's where you're safe. You're, are you a real American? Are you this? Are you that? And yeah. it, it, it's so bothersome. It really is. It really is. And in, in what, what to me, Joe is really the, the most troubling aspect of all this is what we're defending is not liberalism versus conservatism. It's American values versus anti-American values. And we're the ones who are, are being called to the, to the floor and said, you're not patriots. Where we're echoing things that Ronald Reagan said. We're echoing things that the government was saying about, you know, these uh, the, the thuggery that goes along with white nationalism. I mean, that was a government-produced film, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and... Uh, Oh, and by the way, special treat for everybody on the break, uh, before I forget, um, because I'm probably going to forget to mention it, we have uh, FDR's 4th of July address from uh, 7-4-1941 uh, that we're going to uh, be playing um, in, in lieu of a song. But, but Joe, yeah, I mean, that that's what it is. It's defending American values, and, and it demonizes, oh, multiculturalism is a failure. Just look at Europe. Oh, yeah. We had a dis- Sunday night. I had my some friends over for dinner, and we we talked about what, how did we get here. And I said, and and I've had this basic argument with with them, uh, who are you know rabid liberals. But I mean, uh, but they want to believe that you know this is unique to Trump, unique to this time. But I said no, no, no. I said I've been saying all along. What he appeals to is a cultural resentment of white people against everybody else. Yes. This exactly. country is, I said, what we, what we have to accept is that we live in an ugly country. Mm-hmm. And that sounds harsh. We may not live in the ugliest country. We may live in the least ugly country. But let's not pretend we are exceptionalists yeah yeah let's not pretend that we're better than the british we're better than the french we're better than the germans we are not we're not better than japan we're not better than south korea we are not yeah because to our core we resent the other and the thing is is that we resent the other every single time we have a new group of immigrants who come to the United States. I have been thinking about that movie, The Gangs of New York, for the past few weeks. Yes. And I, I really need to go back and watch that. It's a very yeah. violent film. But that's a movie about, you know, the different factions, the Irish, the Germans, off mm-hmm. the top of my head. And th- they were considered others in, mm-hmm. in New York. And the immigrants themselves are trying to fight each other over control. And then, you know, there's the whole thing of, of uh, yeah, that's a really good point, Joe. We don't want yeah. the Irish. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. <laughs> there, uh, we saw it here in Scranton, in the Scranton area, when, when the 
the mine owners, the mine barons were here. They were Welsh, mostly. Yeah. And who did they put in the mines to work but the Irish? Mm-hmm. And after the Irish settled in and the Irish were here, my grandfather's people came from, from Italy. And I remember in my little town of Dunmore, Pennsylvania, in my little neighborhood, it was like, who called, who, who would call, my mother would say, she'd walk down the street and they'd be saying, guinea wop, guinea wop, mm-hmm. flop, yeah. flop, flop, you know? And it was Kelly, Kelly, Kelly with the pimple on your belly. And that's what they were doing. Because they were, these, two, these two groups resented each other and they were in the same position. Class, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were they were immigrants as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Most of the first generation. Well, I, I, my my mother, uh, my mother was uh, second generation. My grandfather came here on a boat. Both my grandfathers, both my grandmothers, mm-hmm. through Ellis Island. Well, one through uh, Argentina. Well, and that goes to, but, you know... Uh, yeah, they were all immigrants and all first generation. Well, and that goes to that, that video, the, the Don't Be a Sucker one, where, you know, they said that, you know, they could, you know, starting divides within a country within smaller groups to sow unrest. Yeah. So, you know, so so that was going on by somebody. Uh, I'm sure there was an outside influence uh, on that, probably the people who owned the mines. Uh, mm-hmm. as to, you know, you keep certain, you know, it'll keep people from unionizing, things like that. Um, yeah, but, it, uh, it, it, it was a simple, there was a simple uh, a layer of, of who was here first. Yeah. And who has a right to be here, you know, and I mean, it all, it's all settled down sure. now, but I, but there, if you want, I don't know how it is in Cleveland. I don't know how it is down in Virginia, but I know in this area, we have still have Italian churches, Irish churches, Polish churches. Yep, same here. I, I tell you what, I have only lived here in Virginia for what nine years, but I know in New York it's the very same thing. Oh, and, definitely. And going back to what you said about you know the others, it seems to me this is just a thought that just popped into my head that the you know any immigrant. But specifically European immigrants, because this this country really was founded on European immigration sure. for the most part. I mean, I know we could talk about Texas, and but for me, basically, it's European immigration, and it seems to me as though whatever wave of immigrants that we had come over, whether it be Italians or Germans or Irish or there weren't really weren't that many French. They were smart. Um, that's well, a Hessians. joke, everybody. The Hessians. The Hessians. The Hessians. But, but people came over here kind of expecting to, you know, immigrate to America to keep their culture because yeah. they were they were leaving their culture behind because they were being persecuted there. They exactly. were almost. Asylum seekers in, sure. in some respects. Does that yeah, make uh, sense? Uh, absolutely, yeah, and it was largely, yeah. uh, largely about their faith and the way they wanted to practice. And that is that's true, and that's a part, reason why we do have all the different churches, you know, of all the different ethnicities and whatnot, because you know, people want to do what they want in their own special way uh, when it comes to 
praying and stuff. But um, but I, but back to my point though when I uh, when I was talking to Joe uh, and well in you Rain I was talking to both of you guys. But defending, defend no 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 that's okay. Back you know I'm just um, I have one clip I want to play related to that. How we now are defending age old tradition. You know I won't say age old. Let's just say common decency that was established in the 20th century, right? And I, there's this one clip that was uh, that that I've had forever, and it's the uh, comedian Jack Benny. I'm not sure of the date on it. I desperately tried to look it up. I'm gonna assume it was probably uh, between 41 and 45, but it's a 27 second clip of Jack Benny defending what do you call it? Multiculturalism, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen. The chief hope of our enemies is to divide the United States along racial and religious lines and thereby conquer us. Let's not spread prejudice. A divided America is a weak America. Through our behavior, we encourage the respect of our children and make them better neighbors to all races and religions. Remind them that being good neighbors has helped make our country great and kept her free. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Truer yeah. words have never been spoken. That is a value that was established in the lead-up and aftermath of World War II. It is we saw what the Nazis were doing in their country, and we acknowledged through, you know, again, people like Jack Benny. He was a practicing Jew. Uh, you know, that movie, um, you know, Don't Be a Sucker. You know, all from the 1940s. You know, all this stuff. And it was it was an established value based on the horrors and the atrocities that we saw from nationalism and fascism. And yeah, those asshole conservatives say, "Well, Nazis were socialists." <laughs> no, they were fascists. You know, they called yeah. themselves one thing. I'm sorry. It's they like changed call, the name it's, of the party. It's like calling ISIS ISIS. Don't call them that. That's what they want to be called. Yeah. You know. So yeah. So the the butcher fascists, in, you know, in the Nazi Party, that they they informed American values in the sense of we don't want to be like that, and and we're 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 falling backwards. We're falling backwards. Um, on these well-established morals and American values, and uh, but I felt that was an important clip to play. But anyway, um, uh, I do want to run to the break. We'll have more of this stuff. I got some good, interesting uh, uh, archival audio for everybody. Got a great clip from Harry Belafonte from the '60s, um, and some Edward R. Murrow, uh, and um, some clips from a movie called "Make Mine Freedom." Uh, <laughs> but, uh, in the interim, it is time for break and we're going to go ahead and, um, listen to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's 1941 4th of July Independence Day address. So hang tight. We'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got. I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. The President of the United States. My fellow Americans, in 1776, 
on the fourth day of July, the representatives of the several states in Congress assembled, declaring our independence, asserted that a decent respect for the opinion of mankind required that they should declare the reasons for their actions. In this new crisis, we have a like duty. In 1776, we waged war in behalf of the great principle that government should derive its just powers from the consent of the governed. In other words, representation chosen in free election. In the century and a half that followed, this cause of human freedom swept across the world. But now in our generation, in the past few years, a new resistance in the form of several new practices of tyranny has been making such headway that the fundamentals of 1776 are being struck down abroad and definitely they are threatened here. It is indeed a fallacy based on no logic at all for any American to suggest that the rule of force can defeat human freedom in all the other parts of the world and permit it to survive in the United States alone. But it has been that childlike fantasy itself, that misdirected faith, which has led nation after nation to go about their peaceful task, relying on the thought and even the promise that they and their lives and their government would be allowed to live when the juggernaut of force came their way. It is simple, I could almost say simple-minded, for us Americans to wave the flag, to reassert our belief in the cause of freedom, and to let it go at that. Yet. All of us who lie awake at night, all of us who study and study again, know full well that in these days we cannot save freedom with pitchforks and muskets alone after a dictator combination has gained control of the rest of the world. We know that we cannot save freedom in our own midst, in our own land, if all around us, our neighbor nations have lost their freedom. That is why we are engaged in a serious, in a mighty, in a unified action in the cause of the defense of the hemisphere and the freedom of the seas. We need not the loyalty and unity alone. We need speed and efficiency and toil and an end to backbiting an end to the sabotage that runs far deeper than the blowing up of munition plants. I tell the American people solemnly that the United States will never survive as a happy and fertile oasis of liberty surrounded by a cruel desert of dictatorship. And so it is that when we repeat the great pledge to our country and to our flag, 
It must be our deep conviction that we pledge as well our work, our will, and if it be necessary, our very lives. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mind Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go twee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! What a worth It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And my apologies to anybody for the poor quality of that audio. Yes, Psy Guy and uh, uh, Trojan Rabbit pointed out, yes, there is a high-pitched whine in the FDR audio from 1941, but uh, they didn't have a lot of cleanup technology back then for, for such things. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, welcome back, uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Happy almost Independence Day. Uh Thank you very much. Actually, the Declaration of Independence was uh, was finished on July second. Did you know that? So there. Oh well, see, there you have it. And uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, the heart of it all, I suppose, our nation's great capital. Not the original one though, um, but uh, the, the 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 longest running capital. <laughs> uh, yeah. True. We change yeah. it, right? Sure. Come on, can we make Scranton the capital? Well, Cleveland. Well, I will have you know yeah, that it Cleveland? was only two two hours from here was where the Declaration of Independence was signed and ratified. I, I did know that, Philadelphia. That's right. City of well, Brotherly Love. Remember that. There you go. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, well, can we give Cleveland a shot? You know, we just lost LeBron, so we need something to uh, do. Yeah, um, sure. But I'll tell you what, I've never seen anybody move that fast in Cleveland to, uh, you know, tear something down as they did with the LeBron poster. Um, oh, yeah. When they t- when they uh, moved uh, the Capitol to Washington, they, they tore down the uh, the Ben Franklin uh, banner in Philadelphia. You see? They were, totally. I believe they were that. They really pissed. Yes, exactly. And they sold all his jerseys, too. 
The, yeah, did first. they retire his number? Yes. So, <laughs> so it was uh, Bell one. <laughs> Bell one. I mean, if we're going to talk about people who signed the declaration, uh-huh. we, we should think about a show about Button Gwinnett. Oh, well, perhaps. Perhaps down the road. Um, nobody knows who Button Gwinnett was. Um, I, I, I think I remember seeing a Jeopardy question about Button Gwinnett. <laughs> so, uh, but, I know. But anyway, I, I, let's let's get back to to this audio. There's a there's a really great clip from Edward R. Murrow, and Edward R. Murrow is such a fascinating individual. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, here's a you know European correspondent during World World War II, basically reported out of a bunker, an underground bunker. You know, where they did their, I don't know if they did teletypes or you know just type things up or whatever. Um, you know, and they, they'd have soldiers sleeping on the, on the floor with them to, you know, uh, you know, just say, get in here, you know? Uh, but, uh, there was a, there was a series of speeches that took place in, um, in 1941, a, a bunch of major figures during the war. And I, I found this clip, um, from Edward R. Murrow's speech, uh, that he gave to the troops. And by the way, it was stunning because, Here's Edward R. Murrow in front of an entire, um, uh, you know, uh, military base, and I don't know if there's any applause in this in this clip, but when they introduced him, it was roaring applause, roaring applause for a member of the press. And the more of this stuff I listened to, there were talk, you know, there 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 were people talking about, you know. Oh, people think that a lot of these stories are fake about what the Nazis are doing. It's not fake. I don't think they said fake, you know. But but you know, they basically there were people in the United States calling reporting on what Nazis were doing fake news. You know, and of course in Germany they called the the press the Lügenpresse, the lying press. So really fa- fascinating stuff. But I want you to listen to some. Listen to this. There will be some things in here where you know that that aren't relatable. But it, it, you know, um, out of context, some of the things he says here uh, very much um, are going on with what we have with Trump and his cult in this country today. There are certain landmarks that keep appearing and reappearing on this highway to war. If we look back at each crisis, each period of tension. We observe familiar terrain. This long and miserable road is littered with broken promises, irresolute policies, and the ghosts of timid statesmen who fail to recognize their enemies and who underestimated the strength of their opponents. Manchuria fell to the Japanese because there was no unity between London and Washington. The Italians overran Abyssinia because the democracies sought refuge in words and sanctions they failed to apply. Austria died without battle because she had committed the crime of being small. Czechoslovakia went down, betrayed by her friends. Men and women in the so-called democracies said the Germans were fanatics, and they failed to remember the strength of fanaticism. In France, in Britain, and in the United States, People laughed at the policy of guns instead of butter. We failed to understand that the Germans would use those guns to go and get the butter, our butter. Each time Hitler mouthed his last territorial demand, some people believed him. 
failing to realize that there is no truce and there can be no compromise with the totalitarian mind. Interesting, eh? Hmm. Broken promises. It's actually scary. Yeah, broken promises, politicians mm-hmm. that don't realize the en- their enemy until it's too late. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No compromise yeah. with yeah. the totalitarian mind. It reminds but, me of a... Uh, a passage uh, in John Kennedy's inaugural address. Uh, when he said those who come to power riding the tiger often end up inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, but I'm just fascinated that there are so many parallels. And now, and not only that, but did did anybody see the the new poll that came out today? You know, file it under... uh, No shit. uh, And it's 50% of Americans... uh, think Trump's a racist. Oh, I missed that. Oh, it's only 50? Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, and uh, let me see. I posted this on my timeline. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I you know, uh, half of America, according to New, new Poll, president is a racist. Um, president Trump is a racist. And here's the article from Rachel, Rachel Dicker over on Media. I, according, according to, dig this, a Quinnipiac poll released Tuesday. 49% of voters polled say that President Trump is a racist. However, 47% of voters believe he's not a racist, meaning the country is completely split on the issue. Divided along similar lines, 50% of voters uh, cite the main reason for Trump's draconian immigration policies as a sincere interest in controlling our borders, and 44% cite racist beliefs as the main impetus. Uh, it says it's not necessarily wow. it's not necessarily a left right issue either. When asked uh, whether congressional Democrats are more interested in exploiting the nation's immigration issue for political gain or resolving the nation's immigration issue, sixty percent answered it was the former. Thirty four said it was the latter, um, which is nuts too. But additionally, so the- this kind of runs parallel to the stuff that you've just been talking about in the past, yeah. you know, that we've been talking about. This runs parallel to everything yes. that we've been talking about so far in the show. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, um, I, you know, so, so this is, you know, again, I, 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 I don't think you really had to take much of a poll but you know, it's good they did. It's good they did. But yeah, half of Americans say he's racist. I do. Both of you do. Everybody in our chat does. Nobody's denying it. I mean, it's a pretty simple equation. He told us who he was. And mm-hmm. if you say he's not a racist, that means you're okay with all of his racist stuff, and you don't think you it, it, it means you don't understand what racism is and you yourself by default are a racist or or you don't understand what racism is yeah i'm i'm trying to give a little tiny bit of wiggle room here i will be honest with you on that but you know I, i'd like uh, to see the i'd like to see the actual poll questions is he a racist or do you think he shows racist views yeah um yeah i i'll have to and here, i know I'll, i'm splitting hairs 
I'll, I'll, I think uh, he's a motherfucking racist. I'll, I'll give you the. I'll, I'll post it in the in the chat room. The um. Uh, there you go. Uh, there's the Quinnipiac um data. Yeah, he's he's racist. He embraces racism. He embraces Nazis. Mm -hmm. Both sides. There are good people on both sides. He's a birther. He discriminated, had housing discrimination. He ran the ads to execute five innocent kids in New York, uh, you know, um, for a crime they didn't commit. And, um, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, what I would like to see is uh, people in this country who don't think Trump is a racist. The number really should be uh, zero. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, that's like you said. That's that's a problem. That's a real problem. Yeah. So, um, and another. Oh, I came up with a joke earlier today. Um, do you know what the definition of uh, a member of the deep state is? I'll bite. Yeah. What? Somebody whose breath that doesn't smell exactly like f uh, Fat Donnie's uh, rectum. Ew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I meant to say uh, Trump's big. Trump was the one who bit at that yeah, joke. Trump's big dirty asshole. I did not bite. Somebody whose breath joke. that doesn't smell exactly like Trump's big dirty asshole. That's the definition. So yeah. I would uh, not bite. So basically, ass kissers. You know, if you're an ass kisser, you're not a member of the deep state. If you're not an ass kisser, you're a member of the deep state. You know, I, I mean, that's what it is. It's like. You know, and again, you know, conservatives, Republicans, you rolled over for a racist. They don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in that poll, I'm sure the numbers would be a lot higher if, if you know, if um, more the the <laughs> the non-poorly educated had answered honestly, you know? God. So, um, yeah. But uh, but anyway, but you know, in in a, a lot because I think a, a lot with the poorly educated members of the Trump cult is you know they're just waiting for their you know a Trump stake on the table and Grandpappy's old coal mine job, you know, that's what they're waiting or for. Or they're, they're racist. Yeah, and and you know, well they you know there are there's a lar large swaths of uh, rural America who are completely racist that lie and say they're not because they they yes. themselves you know i mean they don't think you know, oh well, I, I said a racist joke and in their the only part they're concerned with is it's a joke doesn't matter that it's racist yeah. it's a joke oh you're just being politically yeah. correct they call themselves that you hi. know hi hi you know? look i heard you had two dates on saturday night you cunt what? It's a joke. It's just a joke. Yeah. It's really kind of along those lines, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it doesn't mean, you know, and I know, I, I think we all kind of fall along the lines of the politi politically correct and trying to be funny, but you know what? Let's not joke about racism. There are Let's so many fun, yeah, there's so much that. more humor real genuine humor that isn't hurtful i mean humor about something that no one has any control over whatsoever 
you know, the, 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 you know, I mean, I'll even, you know, I'm a heavier set guy. I don't care if you make a fat joke here and there, you know, uh, about Trump or Rush Limbaugh, something like that. You know, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But, you know, these are people who punch down all the time. So, you know, punch up at them. But, you know, there's, there's so much more nuance to that to me is, is, is truly genuinely funny. There are jokes that are that you know maybe make you have to think more than just a second. Things that are, again, mm-hmm. humor yeah. should be more than just superficial. And you know, but when you're dumb, and you know, I actually just blocked somebody on Facebook, and um, you know, somebody I just saw this weekend, um, and uh, I went to their the Facebook page. And they had, you know, this uh, uh, a joke on their Facebook page, and it was it was basically it, it was a it was a joke about Father's Day and and African Americans, and I'll just leave it at that. And it was so offensive. I was just like, "Fuck you, unfriend," you know. And it's like, it, and this is not a person I'm really close to. I was just trying because they're close to somebody that I do care about. And I was trying to be a bigger person. And then I would go and then I see shit like, you know, and he's making posts online is like, oh, women yell at us for leaving the toilet seat up. But look at this. And it has like a picture of like, you know, a bunch of like makeup and brushes and, and curling iron and stuff like that on a sink in a bathroom. Oh, you know, I mean those oh, ki- those really? kinds of jokes. That's fuck. Oh, that's hilarious. You got any? You got any that. women? Got any women driver jokes for me? Fucking idiot. Um, but you know, I, I mean that kind of shit. So so that was an immediate unfriend. But um, that but that brings us to this clip from 1967. Harry Belafonte, World War II veteran, 91 years today. Uh, not not today. I mean, at this moment, he is ninety-one years old. It's not his birthday, but if it is amazing your birthday, Harry, civil rights activist, amazing civil rights activist, and a, a very well-read, thoughtful human being all around. See, my, my dogs are fans of Harry. See, I can, I can, um, you can tell, right? Yeah, yeah. But seriously, we don't we don't need to hear from the dogs right now. Shut up. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I just uh, yelled at them. Oh, did you? <laughs> it's okay. Um, but uh, but anyway, listen to this. Uh, Harry Belafonte, 1967. This is a this is an old CBC Canadian Broadcasting uh, uh, interview. The racism which permeates American life from top to bottom, in the, in, in very subtle ways and in very aggressive, obvious ways. Uh, uh, the Negro has paid a terrible price for this, but somehow uh, you'll find that racism, in its subtlest and its most uh, evil sense, has worked its way deep into the, in, in, into, the, into the fiber of the hearts and minds of many men and women. And with this going on, it has had its incredible influence on my own life. I was born in the ghetto. My mother was a domestic worker. My father was a seaman. I grew up in Harlem. I grew up not only with the racism and segregation in America, but I grew up in the West Indies uh, under colonialism. And my, and my, 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 my aunts and uncles and my grandparents were agriculturalists. They were farmers. 
And I saw what they did from morning until night and what their rewards were under the, the might of uh, British exploitation. Yet I've come into my own manhood and, uh, and I have sought to apply myself to this world. I have children, I have high hopes for them. I fought in the Second World War. I was in the United States Navy. I was told then and I fought with the knowledge that this was the war to end all wars, that we were going to defeat fascism and mankind could turn its attention to the best that was in man. And now I come and my son is 10 years old and I will arm him with everything that I can so that he will be free of any primitive medieval, you know, concepts about false patriotism, about boundaries, about the meaning of flags. You know, mankind is much bigger than all of these primitive symbols. And I don't want to see my boy with his face uh, stuck in some rice paddy off in Vietnam or off in some other land protecting the interests of the establishment and, and trying to reward their greed with his life. Uh, I'm opposed to it. And I don't want him to be armed with a sense of being able to go off and destroy another human being anywhere in the world whom he's never known. It's, 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 it's inhuman. It's terrible. Amen. Amen. A lot of stuff in there, but the most important thing I, I wanted to focus on from there, well, is, is the deep ingrained racism in our culture, which we've been talking about. And not only that, but... The he said the primitive symbology of flags and and borders and things like that, you know, or, or you know something to those terms. But yeah, it's like you know, like Trump going up and hugging the flag and kissing the uh, flag, mm. and you know, yeah, he's the worst. And when you call uh you know an African a group of African American uh football players sons of bitches for kneeling out of respect for their their brothers and sisters who who are being you know killed wholesale by police officers but you say a white nationalist is a fine person and you don't want to see um monuments dedicated to the act of uh um you know uh of um sorry uh treason and the symbols of slavery. You don't want to see those, you know, relegated to a museum. You still want to see them in public. You don't want to see the Confederate flag come down. You know, you have more reverence for a dead flag for a bunch of traitors mm. than you do for for mm. living, breathing human beings who are simply taking knee during an old bar song with new words. You know, again, it's a primitive symbol. It's it's nonsense. It's fake patriotism. Acts. It's an, it's not symbols. It's acts. Mm -hmm. It's not fake patriotism, though. No, I'm saying here's, that here's, I'm saying that their their brand of patriotism, where hu you're hugging a flag or or saying you shouldn't remove a yeah. monument, you know, that's the fake patriotism. The real stuff yes. is the act in defense. You know, and, and what. Yeah, what Belafonte said by calling them primitive symbols, or or, or, or you know, with you know flags and borders and things like that, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I get to, when I said it's not fake patriotism. <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, for my cough. It's all right. I completely understood what he was saying, but at the time, that was the patriotism. That really was, and and I think that Belafonte 
was was trying to get the country on board back then and it's taken a lot of us to get on board now yeah like i i I feel like we're we're all in a moment we're all in a moment and it's a really big moment and it's a moment when you look at world history i pray to god this country comes out on the right side of it and i'm saying that as an an agnostic Mm -hmm. but i do i pray i do well, we're, and we're in a world of hurt. Can I saw? Know? Uh, just real quick, I saw a comment today, and of course, you know the place I should never you will go. Never find the more wretched hive of scum. And of villainy. a guy, uh, he he made a comment, and he said, he said, "I am proud I was born an American." That's the dumbest fucking comment I've ever heard in my life. How can you be proud of something that you didn't accomplish? You didn't you didn't do yeah. anything to be born American. Yeah. It was just luck. It was just dumb blind luck that somehow yeah, I'm lucky to be born an American. You're yeah, exactly. I'm lucky, but I'm proud I was born an American. Well, what did you do to accomplish that? Are you taking credit for the the one polywog who uh, made its way to the egg? <laughs> you know, is that what you're doing? Here's here's you know the other thing. It's like if you're lucky enough to be born a privilege, then mm-hmm. don't you think it should be a responsibility to, I don't know, pay back, lift everybody else, lift everybody else up to have the same privilege that you have? Exactly. To to use a sports metaphor, it's being born on third base and thinking <laughs> you hit a triple. Yeah, exactly. That's that's True. Trump all, Trump all the way. So, right. uh, but but Joe, you got anything else you want to add before we go to the break? Just one of the, the symbolic things. I, I'm driving to the ballpark the other night, and I always try to get there after the national anthem. Good for you, right? Uh, and uh, a guy passes me off in a pickup truck, and he's got four flags flying from the box of his pickup truck. Three of them are American flags, and one of them is a Confederate flag. Jesus. Good God. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they should pull you over and give you a quick history lesson, and that those two flags don't go together. Yeah. You know, why why don't you fly the Japanese flag and the American flag or the German flag or the swastika and the American flag? Because yes. the, the symbolism is the same. You're talking an enemy of the state and the union and an enemy of the union. Yeah. You're talking it, about patriots and mm-hmm. traitors. And, You're and talking not only, about enemies. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, if you just want to be nostalgic get a flag get an american flag from the period don't fly the one with 50 50 stars on it <laughs> you know right get, i mean get one it, of the gadsden flags but how confused are you yeah that you're flying a, an american flag and a confederate flag on the same truck yeah uh, and, and at that a modern american flag because the a modern american flag is far different because a we won the war and right. B, we got bigger and more popular. <laughs> and your your ratty ass flag still stayed the same, and it was some kind of fucking naval flag. Even it wasn't even the actual real flag of the Confederacy. So I forget exactly what it was. 
But um, now, the, the one that they use is actually the flag of the um, Virginia Confederacy. Oh, that's state. what it was. That's what it was. So, uh, but anyway, even, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're we're over we're over time right now. But when we come back, sure. uh, we've got some more fun audio from uh, Make Mine Freedom. And uh, I found a Donald Trump character <laughs> in that movie. It's a cartoon. It's like a it's like a twenty or thirty minute cartoon. And I found some a character who's a lot like Trump. <laughs> Mr. Ism, I think, was his name. But anyway, uh, yes. yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break, and we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yes! Yeah. Who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Patriotism is being proud of whatever you are and whatever you do. All right, welcome back to the pre-Independence Day special here on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Um, and before we went to the break, Psy Guy uh, <laughs> said, what's up with Trump's hair? It looks like he, he sculpted it to cover up a brain surgery or something along those lines. But <laughs> Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C., you and I both noticed as soon as he returned from North Korea... He started doing those boxy little sides on the top of this comb over. It, it, it was it, you who mentioned it. Yeah. You mentioned it. I was like, all right, I need to go and double check this. It, it, right after he got back in, it, it's, it's like he's trying to model his hair after Kim Jong-un's. Now, I have it on good authority. He would shave his sides to look just like Kim Jong-un, but uh, in actuality, the sides are the top. <laughs> so uh, he can't do that, um, you know. But uh, he's been pushing, he's been slicking back the sides more and making the top very boxy. He really loves little Kim. Fat little what Kim. What is going to happen when he shaves his hair to look like Putin? 
and then walks um, around with no shirt on. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that, that is the day America. 50% of Americans will have no eyes. They'll gouge them out. <laughs> I'm just saying it could yeah. happen. It could happen. Yeah, it could. It could. So uh, actually, I, I'd pay good. I'd pay good money for that. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it, uh, and also Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the show, sir. Uh, before that happens, I have an extra manzir for him. Oh, sure. Yeah, bullet yeah. bra. Only, only yeah, one. It's a, it's a D cup. <laughs> yeah, so he can have it. Yeah, it's probably like a fifty-eight or sixty-eight D. Uh, no, that's his waist. Well, oh, I, I don't know. His waist might no, be like seventy-five. No, he doesn't 75. need a manzir. He needs he needs just like a a wrap. Just wrap him up. Yeah, or Spanx. The man's ear, or, or the bro. Take yeah. out the bro. And, and one of those, uh, one of those clamp-on bikinis too that Chris <laughs> yeah. talked about. Uh, Tim Cormel, you out there? We're talking about clamp-on bikinis. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of have. Can I? Can I share with you all some news? Go for it. I'm going to make it really quick. Um, I talked about his tweet earlier about after having written many best-selling books and priding myself on my ability to write. It should be noted that fake news constantly likes to P-O-U-R my <laughs> tweets looking for a mistake. I capitalize certain words for emphasis, not because they should be capitalized. He deleted that tweet. And he be- deleted that tweet after Merriam-Webster mm-hmm. came out with a tweet of their own. Yes. And Merriam-Webster said P-O-R-E over, quote, to read or study very carefully. P-O-R-U over to make expensive coffee. Comb over to comb hair from the side of the head to cover the bald spot. Oh, man, that is so, that is, that is brutal. So, and Trump's. I share that with you guys tonight. And of course, Trump, Trump read that and said. (laughs) Yes, so So Trump. That's a fake dictionary. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Fake. Fake. Fake 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 dictionary. All they have is words in there. They don't make any sense. Is very few together. pictures. Very few pictures. Um, my picture is not next to the word Trump. Um, no, it's next to the word dummy. Yeah, uh, or big dirty asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's several that words. Nobody wants to pour over. P O R E. Yes, and, and of course, my yes. my my response to you on that rain was uh, it was poor use of poor over poor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but He's yeah, so, so dumb. He's yeah. dumb. Seriously, we need we need to look up uh, the what's the, and see if his picture is next to. Well, but 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 but, but Trump Trump uses him like a prophylactic. He just shoves ISIS up his big dirty asshole. <laughs> Uh, thank you. I need to, I need to just clip that down to big dirty asshole. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, let's get to make mine freedom. Uh, because I've got three clips. I have. I'm sorry. I, I need to be grammatically correct. I have. I I don't. It's not. I have got. I have three clips. Um, <laughs> I saw three clips come sailing and come sailing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Put a cage around the manger. It's a canger. <laughs> a manger match. 
manger death match. Um, but uh, this is a movie from 1948, and um, th- this kind of goes to the the evils of politicians uh, promise making. Uh, you know, basically being in bed with uh, promising, making promises to the little guy and making promises to the big guys and stuff like that. But anyway, I like this little thing because it's very nostalgic about, you know, what people think rights are, what people think freedoms are in this country. And it's a really cool cartoon, too, because it looks like it might be Tex Avery or something like that. It's very, very kind of Looney Tunes animation. Um but here we go uh, from Make Mine Freedom Part 1, describing rights at the time in the 50s. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry, 1948. Okay, okay, so we got our freedom, but management's lousing up everything. Labor is at fault. It's ruining the country. My constituents, as your elected representative, I can assure you labor's right. Management's right. I'm strictly neutral. Labor? Management, politicians, phooey. Oh, they can't tell corn from oats. Work! It's always Hurry, hurry, step right up, folks. Here's the answer to your problems, Dr. Utopia's sensational new discovery, ism. I think I screwed up and saved this the wrong way. But anyway, this is, yes, uh, Mr. Utopia's uh, new discovery, ism. Snake oil salesman. Here you go. Ism will cure any ailment of the body politic. It's terrific. It's tremendous. Once you swallow the contents of this bottle, you'll have the bountiful benefit of higher wages, shorter hours, and security. Enormous profits. No strikes. Remember, you're the big boss. Government control. No worry about votes. Name your own salary. Bigger crops. Lower cost. Why, ism even makes the weather perfect every day. And now then, because we are introducing this amazing item for the first time in this country, it isn't going to cost you one cent. All you have to do is sign this little scrap of paper and you get your bottle absolutely free. I hereby turn over to Ism Incorporated everything I have, including my freedom and the freedom of my children and my children's children, in return for which said ism promises to take care of me forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I love that yeah. because it, it, it illustrates, you know, what's going on with Trump is he's making all these promises to labor and... You know, and and he's making all these promises at the same time to the big corporations, and you really, and, and who's it going to benefit for him to help, other than a handful of votes here and there with with labor? You know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna treat the corporations well, you know, and uh, you know, some of them. It looks like only the the biggest. It looks like the banks are making making money hand over fist with Trump. Harley Davidson sure isn't. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, that's another thing we've barely gotten to talk about. Or maybe we did talk about it last show. I don't remember. But yeah, Harley Davidson's packing up. Now, for the tariffs went from 6 to 31%. So they're going to, you know, they're going to flee the country. Um, well, and he's it starting... Should be noted that they're going to... Wait, they're going to... They're staying here in this country. They're selling their... Um, their motorcycles that they make here 
but they're they're taking all of their facilities to to other countries that are going to buy from them. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still it's still not a good thing. No. And but you know I, I just I just love that that you know uh, you know th- this guy's you know this uh, Doctor Utopia or whatever his name is Joe talking about talking out of both sides of his mouth just like Trump you know promising coal jobs but then slashing regulations that are gonna you know harm anybody who ever goes into a mine and by the way there were so many coal jobs lost this year it's not even funny it pretty much erased any gains Trump got with opening coal mines. That was, a, that was that. early in the year. Go ahead. Yeah, there's there's lines of Pennsylvanians, people in Scranton, look, lighting up for those new coal mines they're opening up. They're opening hundreds of coal mines in Scranton, Mo- mostly in people's basements where the s- <laughs> <laughs> where the sinkholes are forming. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, what are they? Yeah, I mean, I mean. Uh, Trump doesn't talk from both sides of his mouth. He combs from both sides of his head. That's true. And he sharts out of both ends. So. Uh, That's pathology. <laughs> yes. I find it amazing, though, that... Go ahead. I find it amazing, though, that this ism thing, which it's fascinating, There's there was a specific decision from places in our country to make sure that Americans were divided then and here we are again yes and maybe we maybe we never left Mm -hmm. maybe we never left that idea of dividing people well and i I really think that there was a a very wicked lesson learned by a lot of politicians in this country who are of the the conservative bent who saw some benefits to fascism and you know those chickens came home to roost with Trump, right? So I'm gonna go with all of them. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with all of them when it comes to conservatism. I I'm not kidding. I yeah. I've seen I've seen liberals. You know we can talk about Republicans and Democrats, but you know there's been a there's been a big discussion on mm-hmm. on social media about oh the Democrats used to be the ones who owned slaves, and I feel like yeah you know what. I'm doing I'm doing her hand job movement right here right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it really has always been conservatism versus liberalism, and liberals have always wanted to unite this country. Yeah. And conservatives have always, always wanted to find that something to wedge in order to make sure that people in this country fought each other. Yeah. And and, and you know and, and it. It's no surprise because, I mean, you know, when you look at the political spectrum, conservatism, the far end of the political spectrum, is fascism. And socialism, you know, and communism at the far end of the liberal spectrum, you know, that's where those are. And, of course, just because, you know, and again, that brings me back to the National Socialist Party, you know, they were fascists. They called themselves something but when conservatives say, oh, well, they're socialists, and that's what they do. No, they were fascists who called themselves socialists. You're rewarding them by calling them socialists. You're calling them, it, it, you know, like I said, uh, you know, earlier in the show, it's like calling ISIS ISIS and not Daesh. You know, you, you're, you're rewarding bad behavior, and I don't do that. Yeah. 
Um, but it's it's interesting. What everything you just said, Rain, culminates in the next clip about disharmony in this country is completely un-American. So let's listen to that again from Make Mine Freedom from 1948. When anybody preaches disunity, tries to pit one of us against the other through class warfare, race hatred, or religious intolerance, you know that person seeks to rob us of our freedom and destroy our very lives. And we know what to do about it. And now, gentlemen, no violence, please. And don't throw those bottles. <laughs> don't throw those bottles. No, 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 no. Working together to produce an ever greater abundance of material and spiritual values for all. That is the secret of American prosperity. So it's pretty great. They they went after the Utopia guy with the empty bottles of ism and started throwing them at his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, sounded a little bit like uh, Glenn Beck there. <laughs> yeah. at the end. Don't throw those bottles. Get off my phone. <laughs> Get off my phone. Get off my phone. Uh, yeah. And, well, Glenn Beck, he's he's heading back to you know uh, the the uh, the ways of fascism too. <laughs> And one thing I got from uh, Dr. Utopia there, I, I did a little mashup for you. Uh, here you go. It's terrific. It's tremendous. Tremendous. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tremendous. the only thing is that, that the way they end that is that that's, that's the way America prospers and everything. But none of that's true either. I you agree. Know? I agree. I mean, it's it's a nice sentiment. And, you know, it when is. this was done, 1948... You know, we still mm. had look at you know what all, all the the strife we went through in the fifties and sixties and seventies, and now up till now, still, why we shouldn't you know it, it, like I always say, people are angry about Black Lives Matter matters, and they say all lives matters, and and I always say if if all lives matter, why do we need Black Lives Matter? You know, if all lives matter, we wouldn't need Black Lives Matters. You right. know. But but the thing is, is that, you know, what Joe just pointed out and what you just pointed out, the end of it, that was supposed to be, we were supposed to come together, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to come together. We were supposed to understand and learn from the lessons of Nazi Germany and, and, the, and the lessons of fascism encroaching here in America. And we didn't because no. there were factions here in this country that didn't want con- the country to learn. And they preyed upon those that were, I want to say, less intelligent. Now, I don't want to say less intelligent. I think that they were trying to prey upon those that were more able to be influenced to yeah. the fear factor of, of all of the stuff that they were pushing. Propaganda, and it's right-wing propaganda. It always has been. I don't think that's unfair to say. I don't. It's, it's, it's true. It is. It's 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 what I said. Uh, white cultural resentment. Yeah, 
It it really has been. I mean, I think that's why the '60s, when when you had like the Black Power movement and and you know the women's right movement, it, mm-hmm. it just it was portrayed as something that was like, oh my god, these people. It was never, you know, the '60s, the '60s, and the well, and even to a certain extent, maybe the '50s, but mostly the '60s and '70s. This was not portrayed. In in our media as yeah. a positive movement. No, and, and the the white grievance movement in this country is really what has kept, uh, you know, this this love of white nationalism and and you know, I mean, I literally had a conversation with somebody, and I mentioned this on the show the other day, that you know, I somebody was asking me, you know, I said something about you know Trump's supporters being white nationalists on a message board. And somebody said, "What's wrong with white nationalism?" And I was like, "If you don't know what white national, what's wrong with white nationalism, you have a problem." Answer the question. Tell me what's wrong with white nationalism. And I was like, "Look, you have Google. I am not here to do whatever you, uh, you know. I'm not here to obey your commands to tell you what's wrong with white nationalism. If you don't know, go look it up." And and this this person kept pushing. It was a woman. She kept pushing. What's wrong with white nationalism? What? No, you owe me an explanation. No, I don't fucking owe you an explanation. The Klan are white nationalists. Nazis are white nationalists. If you fucking don't, and if you have a problem with that, if you don't have a problem with that, you need to see somebody. You need to seek out professional help. Um, but you know, so but this white grievance thing. It it, it it goes along with like the NAACP, you know. It, it it goes. I'm sorry. It runs counter to things like the NAACP, or you know, um, uh, the United Negro Negro College Fund. Uh, you know, there there's you know what what they get upset about. It's like, well, why can't I call them this because they have the United Negro College Fund, or they have the you know, uh, you know, they they use colored people in the NAACP, or you know. And we we don't like the you know um, I'm sorry what's the what's the program for placement of minorities in college, um, um, affirmative action affirmative action you know they right? you know they yeah they get all all bent out of shape about things like that and it's like you don't understand they're like well we don't have that as white people why not can you tell me when white people were slaves in this country. Can you tell me when white people were told they had to use, you know, a different facility or weren't allowed to eat at the same restaurant as African-Americans? Yeah. Tell me yeah. when that happened. Tell me when that fucking happened. And I will. Well, Irish people at one point were treated very. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. No, no, no. We're not playing, you know, uh, you know, apples to apples on this. You fucking idiot. No, you know, no, we're not talking about eth- ethnic uh, resentments. Well, they forget that there was only one group of people, only one group of, I, even, I can't say immigrants, one group of people who came to this country not of their own will. By force. By force and in chains in the bottom of boats. They were imprisoned and, and enslaved. Right. Simply not because they were criminals. Nope. Because because they were because they have dark skin. Yes. And no other ethnic group 
was brought here. Yeah, they came to escape oppression. They came to escape religious persecution. But they didn't come here in chains. They came here of their own will. Yeah. My grandfather came here because he chose to, to sure. look for a better life. He didn't come here with with irons on his ankles. Yeah. It, it, it probably he didn't was, have his yeah. family. He didn't have his family separated when he got here mm-hmm. and sold off like cattle. Yeah, probably from the same generation as my great-grandfather, Constante Grossi from did. Italy. What's wrong with white racism? With white, what's white supremacy? And that it's a fallacy. That's what's wrong with it. It's something you tell yourself to make yourself feel better about yourself, you know, but it's not true. That's what's wrong with it. It's a yes. lie. Exactly. And I got to give I got to give you an amen for that. And then we got we got to go to the break. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's a lie. I mean, if if you, I'm going to say this right now. If you're a white man in this country, a straight white man in this country, and you ever cry to me, you ever cry to me about what somebody else has, and what you know, and what you don't have, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you to your 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 ugly, stupid face. I'm going to tell you. Guess what? I never went to college, and I've been in the same job that I wanted. I wanted this job for 13 years, and I have great health care. And you know what? I was never denied an interview interview because of my name, even though I do have a crazy last name, Picklesheimer. But people have been discriminated against just by their name, just by the spelling of their name. And, you know, I had, uh, 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 I can't even get into this right now because I, I'm just remembering an argument I got about somebody talking about normal and abnormal names, you know, and, this, and just, you know, what you're saying, Kenny, and what you're saying, Joe, and I'm, what you just said, Kenny, about your resume, and I, I know I've been denied interviews because they knew I was a woman. Sure. I damn well knew it. It goes to a really deeper, deeper, much deeper problem that we have in this country. Mm -hmm. And it really is white male supremacism. Exactly. And I'm sorry for all the white guys out there, but it's true. You know, I'll tell you what. I, you know... Just like that idiot who said, I'm proud to be born American. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for myself that I was born an American. And I consider myself extremely lucky because I won the lotto in a lot of ways. Yes. I won the lotto. I I was just thinking that. Y'all won the lotto. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm a white female and I won lotto too. Okay? I'll admit that. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I'll tell you what, though. I bet I got a few job interviews because somebody just wanted to see what the fuck a Picklesheimer looked like. So, <laughs> But it didn't hurt having a first name like Kenneth and a middle name Ray and being a junior, you know? I mean, and, 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 you know, and I love my name. I love every aspect of my name, and I'm honored that I'm, I'm, a, I'm Kenneth Ray Picklesheimer Jr. Because Kenneth Ray Picklesheimer Sr. is an awesome dude. Taught me very well. But I got lucky. I got lucky. And I, you know, and you know, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a Trump. But damn straight, I got whatever I wanted in life. 
And, and, you know, so for anybody else who's, who's white and, you know, if they're not making as much money, a straight white male, and you're not making the money you want, you don't have the job you want, and, you, you know, fuck you. Go crawl off under a fucking rock and die then because you got no fucking business existing in society if you can't acknowledge the benefit of your birth. You know, and if you, you know, and I'm not ashamed. I don't think it's, I'm not, it's not white guilt. It's just a fucking 100% solid fact. I'm acknowledging truth, right? You know, and I'm not going to be, I'm not ashamed. I just have empathy for people who weren't born into the system the way I was. Yeah. Right. And that's it. So anyway, rant over. We're running super long. It's a good rant. <laughs> yeah, a good rant, thank you. Ken. It's a good show tonight. This is what I want to talk okay. about. You know, for right. you know th- this kind of stuff. But um, but anyway, we got the green news report coming up. Let's let's go to that, and then when we come back, uh, we'll do name calling and open up the phone lines. And um, there you have it. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It's Tuesday, July 3, 2018. Scrubbed. Scrubbed, yes, sir. Of the official EPA administrator's schedule. Absolutely, which happens quite a bit. Whistleblower says EPA Chief Scott Pruitt kept secret calendar to hide industry meetings. This is a really sad day for Minnesota. That's what this is. Minnesota regulators approve controversial new tar sands pipeline. Record overnight heat in Oman. Drought-fueled riots in Iran. Plus... And that's just a tip of this melting iceberg. Rhode Island becomes the first state to sue fossil fuel companies for knowingly contributing to climate change. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I could stand here all day and cite many other PowerPoints on the damages that could be caused. Oh, please don't. This is your... Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we're getting ready to stand down for the holiday, so I guess it's only right that we have, oh, just one or two more Scott Pruitt corruption stories before we go. Yep, the hits just keep on coming. An EPA whistleblower testifying to the House Oversight Committee says EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt directed his staff to scrub his official calendar to hide meetings and said they kept a secret schedule to hide controversial meetings and calls with industry representatives. That's according to Pruitt's former Deputy Chief of Staff, Kevin Shimaleski. Altering or deleting records could be a violation of records keeping laws. Pruitt is now under at least 15 active investigations for his questionable ethics practices, lavish spending, and retaliation against employees who questioned his actions. Yeah, but these latest charges are from just another liberal Obama... Wait, you said it was his former chief of staff? Deputy Chief of Staff. Uh oh. Meanwhile, a dangerous heat wave is sizzling much of the U.S. this week, but the city of Kuriat in the Arab nation of Oman has got it even worse. Kuriat broke the world record for the hottest overnight temperature in recorded history on Friday night with an overnight low 
of 109 degrees. That was the low. Yes, that is the lowest temperature in 24 hours, and the city remained at that extreme heat level for more than 48 hours. Mm. Climate scientists warn that average overnight temperatures around the world are trending higher, another sign of global warming. In southern Iran, the most severe drought in more than 30 years is exacerbating unrest in the already volatile Middle East. AP reports that Iranian security forces fired on demonstrators on Sunday who were protesting water scarcity. Residents of Karamshar in southern Iran near the border with Iraq are protesting salty and muddy water coming out of their taps and blame government mismanagement for lack of clean drinking water. Here in the U.S., the Minnesota Public Utility Commission has approved the controversial new Enbridge 3 tar sands pipeline against the recommendations of the State Department of Commerce and Administrative Law Judge and over the objections of Native American tribes who say it poses an unacceptable threat to their drinking water and wild food resources. The new pipeline will allow significant increases in tar sands crude oil transported from Canada across Minnesota to refineries in the U.S. Midwest. Winona LaDuke of the Indigenous Environmental Advocacy group Honor the Earth pledged that they will not give up the fight. Because someone has to stand for the water. Someone has to stand for future generations. We are not backing down. We are here, we will stand here because we have been here for 10,000 years. We're the home team and we're not going anywhere. In California, the Trump U.S. Forest Service has reissued a permit to bottled water company Nestle to continue to pull millions of gallons of water a year out of the San Bernardino National Forest in Southern California. Nestle had previously been exposed for withdrawing water in the drought-prone region without a permit for decades. But the U.S. Forest Service has forgiven all that. Well, that's good. And now Nestle is going to pay their fair share for this water that they're drawing out of California, right? Not so much. The total annual cost for Nestle to withdraw 36 million gallons of water a year is just $524. $524 million. Nope. $1,000. Nope, just dollars. Wow. Finally, in a press conference on Monday, Rhode Island Attorney General Peter Kilmartin announced the state has filed suit against the oil industry, becoming the first state in the United States to sue the major oil companies to recover the costs of damages to Rhode Island's coastal communities and economy. The suit alleges that oil industry executives knew their products contributed to dangerous global warming, but chose to lie about it to their shareholders and the public. The suit seeks to help pay for the cost of catastrophic consequences, for Rhode Island's communities like rising sea levels. We will prove that they negligently failed to warn the state of the damages created by their products, they harmed the environment, and they violated the state's Environmental Rights Act. Enough is enough. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick 
on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Patriotism is you helping your country to be a better place in all ways. Think about it. Think about it, you dumb dicks over on the conservative side of the aisle. Make your country a better place. Stop crying. You know, don't make it a better place. No, you can't come here because you weren't born here because I was lucky. You know, one thing I I will say that, you know, Tom Hartman, not a big fan of anymore, but uh, he coined the phrase, I believe, the lucky sperm club for being born in the United States. Um, so, uh, but anyway, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Hello. We're electric. Yes. And rain from four freedoms blog in Washington, DC. Welcome back to you as well. We're swampy. Yes. Swampy indeed. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe, uh, it's been a while, uh, since we had you do name calling. So, uh, you, you want to, you want to get straight to the biscuits? Uh, I think we can. All right. We'll we'll jingle you up uh, since it's Independence Day. Okay. We'll have to scrant with me. A place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, it's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you, there, there you go, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Roopy rat. <laughs> Roopy rat. Now listen, uh, I don't want Grant to think she's left out, and I am desperately looking through all the Virginia newspaper archives for Jiminy Cricket's obituary, and I, I promise I'll have, I'll have it next week. I'll have it next week. I'll have it next week. I don't know. I, I, know I, I you know, I actually I think I know where uh, his uh, his obituary is. No, I guess they don't. <laughs> Funny, I, I called one of the Virginia newspapers. I heard a phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> I'll oh, find it, and, and I will have it next week. I promise. Yeah, I promise. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. He promised. I have a personal stake in it because he made me pull over on 81. That night I was <laughs> listening to the show. You do. Couldn't figure you out do. how that cricket got in my car. <laughs> all right go for it joe all right here we go we're gonna do this this is gonna be a grassroots a grassroots name calling biscuit i'm going from the bottom up oh wow yeah wow. we're going from the bottom up roots to tip that's wow. right okay here we go we have trojan rabbit rabbit we have tim coromal we have theo Hi, Rain. We have... Are you in my basement? Uh, sort of. 
Okay. Swampy. Uh, we have Moonmare. We have Michelle in South Florida. Probably not. I'm sure there's miles in South, uh, miles in South Florida, not far from there. Yes. Uh, we have living on Long Island. We have Lee again. Again. Katie. Again. Again. Katie Kaser. There he is again. Katie Kaser. KBD. Cool black dude. Joey. We have Ken Senior. Hello, Dad. And you know the apples don't fall far from the tree because right next to Ken Senior's Kenny Pick. Yay! That's you, Kenny. Uh huh. Hey, there he goes. Uh, we have Cat. We have Jay Collie. We have Psy Guy DC. Bailoa. And the one, the only, top of the list. Adam top, Hebert. Top line. <laughs> top, guys. top top gun top gun uh, tip top shape we call it sometimes <laughs> tippy top shape yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> so that's our grassroots that's our grassroots club yeah. i didn't see any uh, any birthdays uh here um tonight or anniversaries what? Adam was a little salty uh, that he wasn't um, uh, allowed to be first. He says, I should always be first. Me, Adam. So, <laughs> of course, he put a smile I on his face. But... I said I was working my way up. Yes. Didn't I? You did. You did. Okay. So, uh, yeah, all right, good stuff, everybody. If you want to call the show, the number to call is 330-536-1466 or 330-my-name-ken-one-goo-goo. And, um, wow, there's a lot of blank pages in this big Mad Lib book I have. Is it a misprint? That's crazy. Um, so, anyway, I'm trying to look for um, America... Or Fourth of July themed Mad Libs in this America! giant, giant tome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're calling me out for the the Rudy drop. Uh, we we haven't heard that in a while. Uh, come on, where's where's Rudy? Where are you, Rudy? Where here, is here Rudy? Is. <laughs> America. Yeah. Zero. Seriously? Zero zero sightings. Zero sightings of Giuliani. Who has awoken me from my coffin? So. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Where is he? I know he was you all over you, the fucking media everywhere. Yeah, you, you tweeted Every that day, out. And suddenly, you tweeted that out the other day, and I said, I don't know, in his sarcophagus or something like. Yes. That. <laughs> uh, do you guys find that weird? Um, I do find it weird. Mm -hmm. I do find it weird. Let's yeah. find out what Adam Hebert thinks of Rudy Giuliani going uh, going silent. Uh, uh, Adam, thanks for calling. What's up, buddy? Uh, well, Rudy Giuliani going silent, well, they have it for small favors. It's a win. It is a win-win mm -hmm. scenario, yeah, it's, really. It is a win. It's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win. Uh, <laughs> silent. He's, he's gone silent. <laughs> Don't you feel like something's up? Do you think it's weird, Adam? Uh, on one hand, it is kind of weird. On the other hand, it's kind of refreshing and welcome. Yeah. That I can turn on the TV and not see him... They're saying something incredibly stupid, which is everything he has to say. Sure. And could he please get matching matching veneers for his bottom teeth at some point? 
can't he just get bottom teeth? <laughs> mm, I think I think that's where he is. Instead of that baby, instead of that baby corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Joe's right. Maybe that's what's going on. Could be. Yeah, I think he's getting him implants, but I don't think he's getting them in his teeth. I mean, he went radio <laughs> silent. Yeah, he's got a new girlfriend. And, oh, yeah. uh, you think he's getting laid? You think he's having a lot of sex? I think uh, he has zero. He has cousins left. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's a few other cousins here, out there. Few. <laughs> I'm here all week. Tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Try the waitress is to tip your beef. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is that beef tips? I'm not. Yeah. Sure. Just the tip. Sorry. Tip, tip, tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Run out of cousins. Adam, you're a card. Oh, oh well, thank funny. you. I'm always uh, glad to get positive review on my jokes. There you go. But yeah, I'm thinking the amount of sex Giuliani's or Giuliani's been having. Zero. Probably. So uh <laughs> Well, I mean, think about it. Would you want to have sex with that? Uh let that me think about that. It could be. I'm sorry, Rain. He's got a new girlfriend. There is a woman uh, yeah. who is actually wanting to date him. And kiss him? Maybe uh, she just is after his money. Does you know he what? have any? I, it, he has a new girlfriend. He has had an affair mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. So there is somebody out there who wants to have sex with him. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, yeah it's that, that is that is in, inconceivable. Yeah, it, it is. It it's is. It's inconceivable that anybody could even s still have their eyesight and I'm see him saying, naked. This is reality. You know? I mean, can you imagine having so little, so little self-respect that you have sex with Rudy Giuliani? Oh. I'm uh, not going to knock the woman oh. yet. If I was a woman and I had sex with him, he'd have to wear three condoms. Well, yeah, that would keep his penis up. Those those three rubbers, but they they would provide put, enough firmness. Put a couple popsicle yeah. sticks uh, between the second and third one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. Yeah, this is, yeah, you'd have to put layers, <laughs> layers of condoms on before you touch me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, well, they do make they do make uh, pills now, you know. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So anyway, well, good news, everybody. I found two America-themed Mad Libs in this giant tome of Mad Libs. So, so we're gonna we're gonna do those later tonight. I but uh, but to keep your eye out for where Giuliani is. He went quiet really fast. Where He's at Aspen fast. Dental. He's at Aspen Dental. Aspen Dental. <laughs> something suspicious where in yeah. the world is Rudy Giuliani so uh, <laughs> Very <laughs> anyway uh yeah so what's up uh, I'm what sorry you, Adam Adam you uh you got any plans for you, you you're just are you homebound are you gonna watch fireworks or anything tomorrow cook something uh, we, well see Fort Rucker had their freedom fest fireworks display on Friday which we went to remember that's why I wasn't that's here. right why I wasn't listening yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
so there's nothing going on nearby. Um, you know, I'll probably, you know, I, I might, I might see if Michelle and Miles might want to do a, a game of Talisman in the afternoon, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, a you quiet. Can... Uh, yeah, well, a quiet Fourth of July isn't going to happen. Actually, you know what's funny is it's almost nine o'clock here, everybody. I'm kind of tempted to actually set up my auxiliary mic and run it out to the sun porch and just have that as like my background sound so you can hear what my neighborhood sounds like on the 4th of July. Yeah. Little Baghdad, right? <laughs> Little Baghdad. <laughs> Twilight's last gleaming. I'm it just call me Baghdad Bob. So uh Baghdad Picklesheimer. Yeah, we'll back, yeah. There you go. So, uh, and, uh, but anything else, Adam, that's on your mind? Um, I, not particularly. I'm still kind of peeved because, um, I got a little careless at work yesterday and a kid apparently accidentally grabbed the bag I had my Ritalin in. Oh no. And yeah. And no one at their parents, he couldn't be bothered to call and say, hey, we found your stuff. We'll, we'll try and figure out a way to get it back to you. Oh, wow. So, yeah, because your name's on it and everything, so... Yeah. It, it, you know, it was an accident, but, you know, once they realized that there was stuff that didn't belong to that bag, as far as I'm concerned, it was theft. You know, it's, it's an accident until you know something happened, yeah. like that happened. Yeah. If you don't do anything about it, you're, you're stealing. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm or kind at the of very worried least, because you, you, I want my yeah. You want your medicine. I need my Ritalin. Can you um, you filed a report, right? I'm sorry. You filed a report. Um, I I notified my manager because I didn't want any. It's like I told her, and you know, I was partially joking, but I was also partially serious. I said, I can't have anyone thinking Adam Hebert's a drug dealer because a kid accidentally grabbed my my medicine yeah yeah because ritalin is a controlled a controlled substance yeah mm -hmm. um my only concern is i don't want someone you know i i, I don't want to run the risk of the kid actually being able to open the supposedly childproof bottle um and, and That's take what is joke. essentially you know low-grade meth I, i'm i'm worried that uh, you know, if they at least call and said, "Hey, we found it," and I would just well, say, you know, until you know, yeah, uh, as yeah, long I, as you get back to me eventually, it's fine. Yeah, well, best of luck sorting that out. Sorry to hear that happen, but uh, we we gotta we gotta catch you loose. Uh, try and squeeze in one more okay. call. So, uh, but Have a good I'll night, everyone. yeah, I'll talk to you bye. later, buddy. So, okay, good luck, bye. good luck sorting bye. that out. So, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Yep. yep bye. All right, so, uh, oh, and happy Independence Day. Hopefully you heard that, Adam. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know what? Um, because we, we've been behind, I'm just going to, we're just going to have to cut to the break. I don't think any, if anybody was interested in calling, they would have called before now. Um, uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and hit the break. When we come back, uh, Joe and Rain, um, there's a lot of news roundup that needs to be done. Uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty much uh, got through the audio, but there's a lot of stories we can we can talk about when we come back, and uh, especially a certain little uh, lawyer by the name of Michael Cohen. Says who? Oh. Says who? <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of them. And then there's always that Pruitt boy. 
that Pruitt. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pruitt, Cohen, uh, and, and, and yeah, there's there's so many. There's so many. Says who? All of them. So. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which ones? Which ones? Uh, the FBI agent says that they, 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 they got stuff uh, on you. And maybe maybe we'll have a little uh, f- maybe we'll have a little follow up on uh, uh, John uh, Melendez, stuttering John, because uh, he was all freaked oh, yeah. out the other day, um, rightfully so. Uh, but you know, still good on him. That was awesome. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, you guys figure out what stories you want to talk about, and I will uh, take control of Mad Libs for the end of the program tonight. Uh, some patriotic Mad Libs, everyone, but please use dirty words. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Let's take a look at a genuine America. I want you to meet Kitty Peck. He's proud of his country but prone to take his liberties for granted. He's aware that someone must assume responsibility for the liberty, for our free way of life. Yet, when there's a job to be done, Kitty Peck, like so many Americans, is apt to ask, why me? Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Patriotism is being proud of whatever you are and whatever you do. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, where I am bringing to you in this final hour of the program the real Little Baghdad experience, because I have set up my auxiliary mic on the studio window. (laughs) So you're going to hear fireworks. I think this is fun. I don't know. Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. What do you think? Is this a winning strategy? It can't be a losing one. Yeah, and there was just one small firecracker that you might have just heard there, but uh, that is that is totally on the other right. mic. It's very exciting. You'll hear some more. There were some big ones on the break. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. What do you think of a genuine uh, uh, exploso sound on Turn Up Tonight? Yeah, I think it works. And um, maybe I'll go outside on my deck because my neighbor is shooting a gun. 
<laughs> you know, <Nice>. Su- <laughs> Su- Susan just told me on the break you should, that you should say, oh, you should joke around and say, I don't know, maybe they're gunshots. I think they're gunshots. Well, now Joe just stole, stole the thunder, and uh, they, they are actual gunshots uh, in Joe's neck of the woods. So, all right. Well, here we go. Oh um, yes. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. Don't don't. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my mouth for a little bit here and work on these Mad Libs. Um, but I, uh, who wants to go first on uh, the news roundup for this segment? Oh, Rain. God. Can we, can we talk about Can we talk about Cohen? Yeah, talk about Cohen. Go ahead. That, was, that was what you wanted. Let's talk oh. about Cohen. All right. Do it. We got no sound clips for Cohen. No. Um, so in case everybody heard, and I'm sure everybody did hear, he gave an interview to George Stephanopoulos. Yes. About, you know, he's, he's pretty much like, I, 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 my family first, my country first. And I sort of feel like Cohen has already flipped. He's on his way. Even though he hasn't, he hasn't been charged. But I'm pretty sure that he's like, look, I know I'm going to be charged. Um, what do you need to know? I'm going to give it to you all. Just make sure I don't spend the rest of my life in jail. Joe? Well, I think you're right. I think he's going to flip. He, he dropped his attorney. He's got no attorneys. And yeah, I they th- come on board on Friday. Right. I really think that what's, what's going on here is that... Um, I think they told him in a nice way that they have so much on him that he's going to jail for about a thousand years. I, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, and, and the thing I find interesting... <laughs> a thousand is, years? I, yeah. Yeah, and the judge said, uh, he says, I can't do a thousand years. And the judge says, well, do what you could. Huh. <laughs> but I, what I have found interesting listening to, I was listening to CNN... Um, local news radio, MSNBC today, and there was there was a number of people who were like, well, I don't know, maybe he's sending a message to Trump, and mm-hmm. I I gotta say I I really don't agree with that. I, no. I don't agree with that at all. He was sending a message to Mueller. I, that's what I'm thinking. And the message Honestly. was this: <laughs> I'm ready to spill more beans than Boston has ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I have beans up my ass. No, I'm glad to hear you say that, Joe. I wasn't sure if I was the only one who was thinking that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got he's got beans. He's got he's got bushes beans. <laughs> he's got with, bushes with, beans with onion. <laughs> right, and hot pepper. I mean, he's ready. He's got the uh, jalapeno bean. He's got 55 gallon drums of beans in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, it's it's to me it's yeah, pretty it's amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing because his new attorney is, you know, his new attorney is not a um, a white. Well, his new attorney is a white collar attorney. His yeah. old attorney was some was of a different. His previous team <clears throat> was uh, yes. was a special specializing document development. Yes. They were in charge of, first of all, resisting the document development, and second of all, making sure they happened as the court ordered them. And that's over. Because 
out of 400 billion documents, they found three <laughs> that had to do with him being a lawyer. And the other 399 million documents had to do with him doing bad things. That, As again, Trump's fixer. And I am still convinced that Cohen went to Prague. To uh, yeah. Prague. Yeah, for a while. I know, now I'm... It, it, there was a whole thing a couple of years ago where they were like, did, did Michael Cohen go to Prague to help fix things for Trump? And he put out that tweet of just his passport. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've never been to Prague. And it was just the cover of his fucking passport. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Proving, proving nothing that, uh, other than he has a passport. Yeah. I, yeah. And, then, and then also I understood that he had three passports. Under three different identities. Yeah. Cohen. Yeah. Was that was that him or Manfort? Oh, by the way, you can hear you can hear the seagulls out there right now too. So. Oh. But oh, wait, uh, I did hear continue. one. Yeah, you can hear. Him. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know the Cohen had three passports. Yeah, he has. Uh, well, he has several passports, and it could have been that he he used one passport to go to Prague. And the passport he showed wasn't that one, well, but he didn't he show didn't, the inside of the passport either. So how he, would you know? It's the he, other thing is he yep. could have just gone to any place in the EU and he could have walked over into, you know, into Prague without. There was another story. Now, I, tell is, me if I have this confused with somebody else. That he landed in a in a port of entry where you didn't need a passport. Okay, seriously, are you talking about Tijuana? No, no. Tijuana. Oh, no. It's it's Tijuana. No, it was in Germany somewhere. That's a point of entry too. No, it was in Germany somewhere. Oh. <laughs> where you where you could where you don't need a passport or it's in Europe somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, what I was getting at. Yeah. Because that's the EU. Well, yeah. You so, know, you can, you don't need passports that way. So he he may have gone to to Prague and and not needed a passport or, or exactly. met met the people he had to meet uh, where he didn't have to have a passport. So uh, yeah, he's he's a shady shady guy and I think he's ready to flip. I hope and, so. And, the and, thing and, is is that he really does know where the figurative bodies are buried. Oh yes. I think he knows where there's literal bodies. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see I really that do. too. I was trying to be nice. Yeah. But he knows. He knows everything that's gone on. And I I still find the fact that, you know, when he said, I'm putting my family and my country first, after, you know, a couple of months ago, he said, I'd take a bullet for him, for yeah. Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he won't take an indictment. He didn't say no. he'd take an indictment. That could, he that said that a could, bullet. See? Look at that. So if Mueller wants to shoot him. Duke, Duke, Duke. Well, does he just mean he'll take a bullet? Like if somebody is like, "Here, this is a bullet for Trump." He's like, "Oh, thank you. I'll give it oh, to yeah. him." Yeah. <laughs> or I'll put it in my gun and I'll send it to him. <laughs> I have a, the perfect delivery system for this. System for this. No, no. I think, I think he meant he he would. If Mueller wanted to shoot Cohen, he would let him do that instead of Trump. But he won't let him indict him. No, I'm not going to jail. It's going to come down. It, it really uh, is going to come down yeah. to the Southern District of New York first, right? Like they've got to be pushing on him 
to say, look, we got a lot of stuff. Do you want to go to jail? And he's, you know, Cohen's going to be like, says who? Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I have the kicker right here. Trump can offer Cohen a pardon for all his federal crimes. What he can offer him is what Mueller could offer him. He could offer him a pardon for federal and state crimes. We could offer him immunity. Immunity, right. He could offer him a, a plea deal on both levels because Mueller, I am certain, could work with the Attorney General in New York and say, if we could get this guy to give us this trove of information on Trump, I'm sure he could get the Attorney General in New York to agree <laughs> to go along. So what Mueller has is I have two get-out-of-jail cards, and Trump only has one. So, in effect, I trump Trump. Yeah. And there's one more thing. I agree with everything you just said. However, Cohen has not been charged with any crime. So to hear him talking the way that he talked to Stephanopoulos this week is kind of amazing to me, and my fucking God, my dog is going to kill me. Well, wait, wait until the, the wait until the neighbor lets her dog out. By the way, because I'm gonna have dogs on audio too. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? There was a there was a big one. Oh yeah, More that coming. was like a little cluster. Yeah, yeah. Was you like hear that? Sprinkle. A you'll sprinkle hear. You'll, you're gonna start. It's not dark here yet, but I'm telling you what. In the next 15 minutes, after the next break, it's while well, we're doing Mad Libs, it's gonna be going crazy. Go ahead. See, that's what's good about guns. My neighbor's been shooting his gun all day in the daytime. <laughs> Little Abner. I Does he have it. a shooting range? I, I guess. Uh, he, uh, I guess because all I heard was normal bang. Frame? Yeah, it is. I don't Little, let my dogs out. Little Abner. I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Little Abner. I said I live in Dog Patch. That's where I live. <laughs> Little Abner sits, and I swear it's a freaking elephant gun because it echoes up and down the valley. What was Little Abner's? I, Girlfriend's name in the polka dotted uh, Daisy Dukes was it Dottie? Yeah, Daisy. 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 Yeah. Daisy May. Daisy May. Yeah, and they used to have uh, uh, what was that that uh, day that they would chase all the girls? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> rape day. <laughs> no, no, it was no. rape day. Rape day. No, it was Sadie Hawkins day. That's what it was. Sadie Hawkins. Yeah, that was kind of rape day. Well, it was after Sadie Hawkins. I don't know, but whatever. I, we digress. So anyway, what were we talking about? Cohen. 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 I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I got off too. You know, but uh, but. <laughs> On Sadie, Sadie Hawkins Hawk. day. And my wife was was ready to call the police on our neighbor because he kept shooting the gun, and it was ugly here. Like, put the gun away. Like, seriously, why are you shooting in in a residential area? You know, I realize I, I live in the uh, <laughs> I live in the sticks, but you know, but come well, on, residential is residential. Yeah, it is presidential, and yeah. he shouldn't be shooting a, a rifle, especially an elephant gun or whatever the hell it is. And that scares my dogs. My dogs come running in. So anyway, I do live in Dog Patch, and and Cat does confirm that it is Sadie Hawkins' day. So there. 
so oh, anyway, there, there's back the neighbor, to Cohen. There's the neighbor's neighbor's dog whining. You hear him? Oh yeah. You can hear his little I claws. Hear- on, you can hear his claws on the pavement. He's he's g- clicking oh. around. I see. I feel bad for him because they are so afraid. Oh yeah. yeah. I also oh, hear oh, fire police uh, sirens. You do, yeah. yeah the, that's probably a fire truck. Some hillbilly's probably burning his house down. <laughs> well, that uh, dog, oh, that poor. I think does I not think one of the outside. reasons why the boys were barking is because we don't live that far from National Harbor, and they have around this time every night um, fireworks, and because it's Fourth yeah. of July, I'm sure it's amped up. Oh, that poor dog! Oh my God, I feel horrible playing this audio now. No, poor it's dog. terrible because they're scared. That dog is is out of his mind, scared, and they I don't didn't even think. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think. Is he of in that. the yard? He's in the in her driveway. Her driveway is right next to the studio. So. Okay, but is is he fenced in? He's not going to run. He's fenced he? in. He's fenced in. Okay. There he, that's Aww. him. That's him saying he wants to go in now. Oh, so. baby boy. Yeah. Baby boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this down and let you two talk a little bit more about this Aww. until she lets him in. Okay. Aww. Because. It's terrible for a dog. I mean, I mean, no, today I, when the gun, the guy. Well, if you're going to talk about the dog, I'll leave the audio off. I thought you were going to talk about the news I, stories. <laughs> oh, okay. The the news no, story. Well, we're not going away because we're not going to see the fireworks again. I'll, because I'll just dogs. turn it down. Yeah. Because you know they're they're pretty good, but they don't like it either. Yeah. You know they just don't like it, and I don't want I don't want the rest of the country to be like, you have to ban fireworks, but. You know, I feel like we need to just take our little furry friends in and tell them it's okay. She just and let him in. All right, let's talk about Cohen. He's a <laughs> and don't let him in if he's afraid. No, if he's Cohen is if, if Cohen is clicking <laughs> around, on, yeah. If, if Cohen's clicking around in your driveway, just let him click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's scared. I, he's scared for a reason. I that personally think he might have already flipped. That's yeah. me. Y'all can disagree. Cohen I is Cohen like is scared for something he did. The dog is not. <laughs> the dog didn't do anything. Yeah, didn't do a damn thing. I think that I think that Cohen going on Stephanopoulos like that, and I feel like he projected a whole bunch of things. He's not. I, he's not going to get anything from Trump. Well, here's Mm-mm. what Cohen did. He he went on Stephanopoulos, in effect, admitting he committed some serious shit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. why would you be saying I'm ready to talk and I put country before family before anybody and everything? Because you did something, you know you did something. Yeah, is so bad and they have and it happened the day after the judge g- gave all the documents to the FBI. Mm-hmm. At which point exactly. he knew <laughs> that he was fucked. Yeah, no Royally shit. Fucked. <laughs> and so he figured. So. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah. So he figured, I might as well send the signal to him even before they charge me with the 400 crimes that are coming, to, the 400 indictments. In fact, I understand that Mueller had to go to the National Printing Office to have ah. subpoenas, <laughs> new indictment forms filled out. Because they were going to run out of paper. Out. Yeah, they, they were going to run out of paper to indict it's this guy. It's important to point out that, that this Cohen issue is not part of the Mueller investigation. No, but it could, but it could 
overlap. Oh yes. Her investigation. Oh yes. Oh yes, and that's why I feel like when I hear people saying maybe he's sending a message to Trump, I'm thinking no, no, he's. I I don't think that's what he's doing. I think he's pretty much telegraphing to Trump. Yeah, guess what? I'm flipping because you fucked me over. It's mm-hmm. done. And I'm not trying to say that Cohen is a hero at all. No, no, he's an awful human being. Oh yeah, but I, he's awful like Trump, and I think that maybe he trumped Trump. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Uh, let me just say this: awful people crack too. <laughs> so you know, it, fact, it's, it's oh, he, yeah. he's cool. if he's looking to save his own ass at this moment, and that's yeah, it. Did, did you all watch The Sopranos, right? Oh yeah. Awful people fuck over awful people. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, who was who did Mueller get to flip? One of one of uh, one of the crime family's uh, uh, hitmen. Mm-hmm. Guy admitted he, he killed 20, 30, 40 people in cold Sammy blood. The Sammy the Bull, Sammy the the Bull, Bull Gravano. Yes. Yeah. And and Sammy, uh, Sammy. Uh, well, he. It- in fact, one of the one of the lawyers for for Mueller said he had he he took him out to dinner one time when they were discussing his, his plea agreement. Yeah, and 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 they they were having dinner, and he says uh, uh, he he says how do you, how do you he how do you live with yourself like this? And he was eating like his ravioli or whatever, and he's chomping away. And he says, "You see that guy over there? Yeah." He says he's on a date with that girl over there. Yeah. He says, "I could walk over there and." shoot him in the head and leave yes. both screaming and come back here and finish my ravioli. Yeah, Sammy Not a problem. Was a that was the kind of guy that flipped. Yes. Well, Thank and, here, you, and, and here's Thank the thing, you. too. Yeah, that is a good analogy, Joe, but here, here's the thing. Tell me Cohen is an influence to, uh, in this decision by seeing what Manafort did and now the recommended senten- sentencing for Manafort. Because Manafort did everything. Manafort still thought he was in control of the situation, right? And he was going out and he was tampering. He was trying to get people to change their story after they put him under house arrest or whatever. And they're like, nah, I think you're, uh, you're a little too full of yourself right now. And we think you need to be locked up. So I think Cohen saw that, that Mueller is not playing games. And he just sat down, and he's like, "I do not want to be the next Manafort." So I think, I you, think you're right. Uh, you're going to see a lot of that. Mueller has put the fear of all kinds of gods, lady gods, <laughs> uh, into the Trump cult, and God bless him for it. I just want to say our good friend Joey Word posted a, an awesome picture looking very good at the Nashville Sounds baseball game. And he says, and nope, I didn't stay in for the anthem. Thank you. Thank you for representing, Joey. So uh, good looking man right there, ladies. So, uh, but yeah. So uh, uh, did you did you guys want to talk briefly about um, uh, Pruitt? <laughs> well, we can. How about this? Scott Pruitt actually asked Donald Trump to fire Jeff Sessions so he could be Attorney General. Oh my goodness. Have I got a mattress for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you what. You fire I, that guy. 
you fired a guy in the in the tree, right? That yeah, yeah. There guy, and then I'm your guy. Sure. I, actually, I have Jeff Sessions' response to that suggestion. Uh, uh, he wasn't happy, as you can tell. <laughs> I can't believe this shit that Scott Pruitt went to Trump him. and asked him to what a talk about. I mean, a direct okay. Appeal. There's a vile. Direct there's a vile person. Mm-hmm. A vile person. Sorry. A vile person, right? Scott Pruitt backstabbing another vile person. Yeah. <laughs> Obsessions. Like, how ugly does it get when, like, a Borg is eating a troll? <laughs> like, ingesting one another. Uh, you, you see that elf over there eating his cookie? I could go over there and kill that elf come back and finish my ravioli and then and, and then and then eat his cookie and then i'd eat his cookie i'd eat his cookie and my ravioli i'd eat all the elf cookies and i come back and i finish up a ravioli it's a good mushroom ravioli i would finish it all and i'd be good <laughs> red the sauce clean the plate and i'd be okay i would lick the plate i would launder the napkin I would be safe. I don't know where this new voice I have is coming from, but it's like congested, congested Gambino. Um, It's not the the kid I grew up with. There's (laughs) another part to this story, though, that I find Mm -hmm. really bizarre. So he he directly appealed to Trump, and and we heard rumors about this in the spring. We we did hear rumors about this. Yep, he went. That he, he said to Trump, fire Sessions. And because I want to run the Justice Department, but the other part, and this came out in CNN. The other part of this, he said, "I'll temporarily, I will temporarily replace him, so I can go back to Oklahoma to run for office." Yeah. What is that about? What that's is going on with Scott Pruitt? That's about soulless people trying to eat other soulless people it's like this is, this is so it's like weird. dawn of the dead you know dawn of the dead eating is itself, fiction, though. eating it no it's not these people are dead they're dead souls okay the whole administration they're just a bunch of dead souls and all they're doing is roaming around washington seeing what brains they could eat that's all they're leaving their entrails something I, I wish it was that simple. I think there's something far more nefarious. Insidious. I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I do. I understand what you're saying. These Kel, are just soulless people who don't well, care. Let, he is just a blind ambition. Did you ever hear of that? Let, let, yeah. yeah this is, I, let me say this about this whole thing with Pruitt, though. Is Pru- Okay, look at Cohen. I think Cohen has learned the lesson of Manafort. Pruitt has not he saw what manafort did he sees what trump does he sees what you know jared and ivanka doing everything like that and he's just like okay we are in the department store after hours the alarm is turned off let's (laughs) go let's go yeah i mean it's like we are gonna (laughs) i have duffel bags I, you know, and i'm just gonna you know nobody's gonna be any of the fucking wiser and he got caught after the first time 
and they were like, all right, don't let it happen again. And then he got caught after the second time, and they're like, okay, don't let it happen again. Now we're on time 20 or 30 that he's He's done this. He's under 14 different ethics investigations. Yeah. So I, I think that you know the, the, what what is happening is it, it's kind of a combination of, of, of what both of you are saying. The, Joe, you're right; they are dead, but they're they're kind of brain dead, and it is kind of nefarious as to say you know they're wringing their hands like, oh my god, I want that sports coat and I'm gonna stuff it in my pants, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, and it's like they're dead to the notion. Uh, 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 that there are consequences because they're wealthy, because they're elites, because whatever you know. So why, is, why? Honest question: Why is Pruitt the one that is openly out of all of these guys? Like you know, you you look at Betsy DeVos; she is changing policies left and mm-hmm, right, and she's mm-hmm. disgusting. And Pruitt is changing policies left and right, and it's disgusting. And Wilbur Ross and Manch, you know, just all of these guys. But why is, and this is, I'm asking you guys because I've really been asking myself, why does Pruitt think it's okay to just openly flaunt every fucking ethics rule in D.C.? Pruitt, among all of them, more than anybody else. I mean, he, today, another story came out where, you know, he told his, his staff, look, use your credit cards to book my flights. I'll pay you back. And yes. he didn't. And he didn't. And and then there was another story that, and this is just today, another story where he was looking again for another job for his wife. And God damn it, why can't his wife look for her own jobs? And and he went, he said, I want to get it? my wife a $200,000 a year job. Uh, can can you get her a job with the Republican Governors Association? Why why, why does she need a job just as a hobby? I, just give her a hobby. She doesn't need to I work, don't right? No, I th- these are the things. These are the things I really don't understand. I, she probably doesn't need a job, but maybe she does. Living in D.C. is expensive. It is. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's not, but why is he out there again for the second time? trying to find a job for his wife and here's the thing he was he was that he was the president he was the head the chairman of the of the attorneys general association that's what it was i'm sorry and he's trying to get his wife a job yes i'm sorry i misspoke it was the republican attorneys general association yeah but but the point is he was the chairman of that organization. I know. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Couldn't he it's, just make a it's fucking phone call on his off hours? Right. And he's asking his his aide to do it, and she said, yes. "No, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable." He is really strange. Yeah, and and he wanted a, he wanted a specific job at two hundred thousand dollars, which is a, a what year. I believe, which is what I believe he was looking for when he was looking to get her the Chick Fil A job. That's, oh, he wanted uh, the whole franchise for her. Jesus, God. he wanted. Yeah, he wanted well, the franchise. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. Something's we, yeah. weird with him. Just remember his yeah. his predecessor um, from Georgia, Price. Mm-hmm. Tom Price was fired for just flying first class. Yeah, which Pruitt yeah. has done a number of times. <laughs> Something is really weird here. I don't know what it is, but something's weird here. 
Well, I don't think. I'll tell you what. Maybe a simple. But finish your finish your thought, Joe. Go ahead. I was gonna say maybe as simple as he's only, he's playing to the audience of one, Donald Trump, and Donald yeah. Trump sees one thing, one quality in Pruitt that Donald Lyatt loves. He flaunts he flaunts authority mm-hmm. and gets away with it. Mm-hmm. And Donnie loves it. Well, I'll tell you what, we have to take a break and our new sponsor for the program, uh Trump's used mattress warehouse. Uh, coming up. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, actually, we do have to uh, take a quick break. And uh, let me see. Let me see what we got for macaroni uh, song wise. Um, I don't want to play Fuck You because it's it's a good song. Um, uh, let me see. Let's do. Uh, I think Lost City is a good one. That's a very fun song. Oh, no, no. Revolutionary. There we go. There we go. Revolutionary for Independence Day. Revolutionary War and all that shit. Uh, But yeah, when we come back, uh, I'm going to inform everybody about uh, the, uh, uh, you know, Second Civil War that, of course, all of us are well armed for for tomorrow. You know, right? Because Alex Jones said we were going to do it and we're just proving him right. <laughs> and fortunately, Tim Cormel sent me our manifesto. <laughs> so I'll read that on the show uh, for everybody when we come back. And then we'll do Mad Libs and have all kinds of fun. But yeah, so let's listen to uh, Revolutionary by Macaroni, and we'll be right back with lots more fun. And yes, we'll have the second mic set up for fireworks. Few of them have been going off, but there's going to be a lot more towards uh, 10 o'clock because it just got dark. So we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Hey, we always say the Black Panther Party that they can do anything they want to do us. We might not be back. I might be in jail. I might be anywhere. But when I leave, you can remember I said with the last words uh, on my lips that I am uh, a revolutionary. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. Fuck you. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. Fuck you. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary. You can't hold me. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. Fuck you. I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary. You can't hold me. Fuck you, I won't do what you wish Cause I'm a revolutionary pumping my fist The government say they got my name on a list Where I can disappear and I won't be missed hmm. Sound like a sign of the times Won't be the first time a nigga die for his rhymes Won't be the first time a nigga out on the grind With the police behind while I'm bumping sublime they wanna have a nigga in chains Because it's much better than a nigga with brains Because it's much better if a nigga don't change Way too many people profit off of my pain Insane, everybody take off them chains I'm the fuel to the fire, the match to the flame Revolutionary not only by name If you don't get the picture then I'm breaking the frame Fuck you, I won't do what you told me Fuck you, I won't do what you told me Fuck you, I won't do what you told me I'm a revolutionary, you can't hold me 
Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary, you can't hold me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary, you can't hold me. Ain't no peace in the belly of the beast. Class warfare, bullshit don't cease. Envy increase, racism release. Police unleash on Maurice. I'm real, I'm Bobby Seal, finger on the button. Think you a G, look up little Bobby Hutton. Think you a G, just look at Fred Hampton. And then you can see that's bullshit you rapping. I'm a revolutionary, might get to capping. Result of Reaganomics, just look what happened. This is class warfare, let's get to scrapping. No time for napping when we start clapping. Insane, silly nigga, take off them chains. I'm the fuel to the fire, the match to the flame. Revolutionary, not only by name. If you don't get the picture, then I'm breaking the frame. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary, you can't hold me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary, you can't hold me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. I'm a revolutionary, you can't hold me. Patriotism is you helping your country to be a better place in all ways. Think about it. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. 
That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Well, and no thank you, LeBron James. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Had to be done. Uh, yeah, thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, San- uh, Scran Torsa. Thank you, Scranton. Uh, and thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. And, of course, we still have our auxiliary mic set up in the window of the Studio SB here. So you're probably going to hear some stuff. I think you might be able to hear Susan outside talking on her phone. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's picking up everything. It's a powerful mic. So hopefully it's not a sensitive conversation. I'm not hearing I'm not that sure. much. Are yeah, you, Joe? I, no. I might be hearing it more on my end through, uh, like, you know, my... my. Well, yeah, she just walked inside. She's talking to the I just hear... But anyway... I so, Susan. Uh, and I did we hear have the a, crackling, and I did hear the dog. We do have, uh, and definitely those little nervous clicking toenails on the on the mm-hmm. pavement of the the neighbor's driveway. Um, and uh, but we we do have this, and I, I I was mistaken. It's not a manifesto. It's an intercept by the resistance from. Uh, it, it, and there you can hear you can hear artillery in the background. Everyone. Um, Sounds like <laughs> but. Steps. Uh, our good friend Bart, our good friend Bart DeBear on Twitter, uh, of course Bart DeBear, reg- uh, Tim Coromel show regular. Um, he uh, has tweeted something out, uh, and of course you can follow him at T four the number four boo boo at T four boo boo, and uh, he has shared um, uh, something we've intercepted from from the enemy for the second civil war that we're starting of course alex jones this is totally real just so you know uh but here we go uh so there's a setup there's a there's a a preface and in an ending written by our fellow comrades in arms in the resistance here we go dear resistance if you should find this letter please share although it will continue to be a difficult slog we will win this battle and ultimately the second civil war parenthetically aka uncivility war of 20 18 <laughs> this is an intercept tra- intercepted transmission from behind incel enemy lines it is believed to be a failed nocturnal emission <laughs> directly, <laughs> directly from sub-leader Richard Self-Diddler Beauregard, Diddler 999, <laughs> and was also believed to have been accidentally discarded by Colonial, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Colonial, Colonel Devin Leakesalot Nunez, <laughs> <laughs> when he thought it was a piece of used PP paper. So here we go. Uh, this is this is the intercept right here. 
Dear Dopenfuhrer Trump, we have mobilized our incel battalion as you directed. We have bared our teeth. We kiss and hug our freak flags and let them fly. We made our moms watch our, wash our khakis. <laughs> and then, parenthetically, and so, uh, and so in a name tag, too. We march and salute and repeat everything you say. Unless you said the opposite yesterday, but we don't care about that. <laughs> we are so proud to be on the front lines making libtards shed libtard tears. But, sir, our kofefi supplies are running low. We no longer have any delicious chocolate cake. Our supplies of functioning tiki torches have dwindled. Every time one of our brightest anti-scientists try to refill them, they explode. <laughs> brave martyrs <laughs> shall, brave martyrs shall be remembered. <laughs> nice. You promised us they would. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. You promised us they would, but yet, no women folk will fuck us. Oh, I'm sorry. You promised us, but yet, no women folk will fuck us. And there's no wall to fuck next to. Oh. See, oh. Mm. awaiting your next orders, yours truly, Subleader Richard Beauregard Diddler the Third. Um, and of course, th this also comes from uh, uh, you know the the end of our the transmission for us for this intercept. It says, "Yours truly, Ge General Eleanor Bart S. Noba Nine Nine, Commander Anti Incel Regiment, Middle West Coast Division." So, hashtag civil, <laughs> hashtag Second Civil War letters. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Tim, for sharing that, and thank you, Bart DeVere, for writing it. That was classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's good. So, no women folk will fuck us. No shit. No, well, no shit. <laughs> well, there, Rudy found one. Uh, and, and the, well, Rudy found one, and evidently they're not fighting in MAGA territory. Yeah, well, it, it, but you know he has a, a lot of women are MAGAs. He has a family reunion. Are that he, MAGAs? That he, did you say? Or that? Oh, yeah, MAGAs. I'm sorry, I'm, MAGA. I'm still not MAGAs. over the fact that over fifty percent of white women voted for Trump. Uh. Well, there's a lot of women who there's a lot you of women there's a lot of white women out there who value the patriarchy because, you know, their their husbands mm -hmm. have subjugated them and yeah. they 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 think that that's that's all there is. That's all there is. Yeah. They're they're victims. They're they're of psychological torture, if you ask me. Yeah. So, see you're much more kindly to them than I. So, but uh, but yes, and it, it, let's 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 uh, give an amen to Bart DeBear though for that amen. uh, that letter. Yes, definitely. I yes. love Bart that was good. DeBear. That was good. And we'll also give him another. T for boo boo. Yes, and we we torture him on the Tim Cormall show because <laughs> when he's on our show, he's out in California. Yeah, <laughs> and we so, wake him up in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, yeah, super well. You know. Not in the middle of the night. I mean, it's still well, like it's like for him. It's like what, what, what uh, you record at one, so it's like ten, ten a.m. Right. right. So it's not bad. So it's he's, not terrible. He's yeah, he, if he's a night bird, ten yeah. If it was, 
if it was a bad thing, he wouldn't be there like every other week. <laughs> so he loves doing have, the show. So I know, but we have one one guy in Australia who does have to get up in the middle of the night. That's true. That's true. Yes, I know. I sent a message to Graham Bonnet's tour manager the other day, talking about it. You know, uh, the new compilation album he helped release, and he was like, "Well, hey, it's midnight here, but I'll talk to you later." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, so th- yeah. Thank you, Bart DeBear. That was very fun. Let's go ahead and follow and get- Bart DeBear. Follow Let's- him. Yeah, yeah, at T4BooBoo, capital T, number four, B-O-O-B-O-O. There you go. And, uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and get to our Mad Libs, and hopefully uh, the fireworks are starting to pick up a little bit out there. I heard them. I heard them. Uh, I think there's going to be some big ones. They might surprise you. And if you hear my dogs, they have started in my neighborhood. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Dog Patch is alive. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Uh, let's uh, let's do some Mad Libs action. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh God bless Mad Libs. All right, here we go, Joe. Um, I need a color. Red. Okay, and Rain, I need a number. Uh, 12. Okay, and let me see where I'm going next here because I have I've the Mad Libs scattered throughout because I found two very patriotic ones. Well, at least they have America in the title. That's something. Oh, oh, can America! I take a number back? Can I say 1776? Um... Uh, yeah, you can you can say that. All right, here we go. And uh, next one, um, Joe, a type of appliance. That's that's a, a first on Mad Libs on Turn Up the Night. Okay, a vibrator. Okay, all right. And Rain, I need an, another number. Eighteen twelve. Okay. Uh, when the Canadians um, burned down the White House. Joe, a type of invention. When the Canadians burned down a the White chastity, House. A chastity belt. Okay. Uh, Rain, another type of, inven- of invention. A musket. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe, an adverb? Blindly. Okay, rain a place. Lexington. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay, that one's done. Oh, oh. you can hear oh, that. Yeah. I oh, yeah. It, it, it's picking up. It's picking up. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was loud. Yeah. yeah. That was. I'm telling you, this is good. I hear a vehicle outside running too. Uh, oh wow! Oh pop pop! Oh yeah. I think somebody might have been shot. They might. Oh, oh no! I think there might be an airplane going overhead too, because we're close to the airport here as well. All right, wait. Who had the last one? Rain? Did you have the last one? I, I said. Yeah, that's one. an airplane. Oh, listen to that. That's an airplane. Wow. Oh, they're Go. gonna. Are they gonna like just strife you guys? Get rid of all of it? No, that's a, that's it. Like a that, that's a like a seven forty seven. 
you know, going to the airport because we're we're real close to uh, uh, Cleveland Hopkins International Airport. Um, all right, so wait, who had the last one again? I'm sorry. I think it was me. It was Lexington. Okay, that's right. Uh, Joe, I need a color, sir. Chartreuse. Okay. If I can remember how to spell it, I think I got it. Uh, rain. Wow. Part of the body, plural. Yeah, those are just little guys. You're going to hear some more stuff in a, yeah. in a couple minutes here. It's yeah. going to be amazing. Rain. Part of the body, plural. Entrails. <laughs> Oh. Uh, and Joe, I need an adjective, and then we're done. An adjective. Um, icky. <laughs> All right, there we go. It, 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 we might have a Mad Libs first tonight, everybody. Just so you know, nobody... Tonight has oh, it said sounds penis. Sounds like the revolution is happening yeah. right behind you, Penny. It's war. So well, it's the it's July. It's the second uh, civil war. But anyway, but nobody has said penis. Nobody said penis tonight. Don't say penis in this house. Until now. You did. I did. I did. And I and I <laughs> gave myself the correct punishment. All right. So I have two America ones. I gave two America ones. Uh, I have two America ones filled out. But I wanted to do three, so uh, I couldn't find a third America one. So this is interview with a rock star. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So here we go. Question: Whatever made you choose the name the Psycho Cheapskates for your group? Answer: All the other good names like the Rolling Farts, Buckle Bunny Jam, and Red Floyd were taken. Question: You not only suck songs, but you play many distracted instruments, don't you? Answer: Yes, I play the electric fucker, the bass pus, and the infected keyboard. God. Question: You now have an engorged song that is number seventeen seventy six on the swollen charts. What was the inspiration for this smelly song? Answer, believe it or not, it was a sleazy song that my mother used to sing to me when it was time for cadaver and never failed to spit me to sleep. There you go. There's the... Yeah, that's disturbing. That was the interview yeah. with a rock star, Mad Lib. Let's get to the, let's get to the America ones. Uh, so here we go. This is Future Technology in America everybody this is a glimpse into the future oh this is criswell material you know i predict <laughs> <laughs> future I'll, I'll read it like criswell for everybody too here we go uh can you imagine having to live without a vibrator well just 1812 years ago most americans lived a very flaccid life but then with the introduction of the chastity belt and musket, daily life be <laughs> changed blindly. Some, some scums think that living in Lexington has become too complicated. But just about... <laughs> I'm sorry. But just think about what 
normative what the normative future will bring instead of rotting our cars on the freeway we'll be able to fly in small scrotal infections oh if you are very lucky you might own a supersonic sewer <laughs> and you'll probably own at least one or two Digital in Peach 45 shirts from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and a few super automated photon smegmas. Of course, we'll all have robots who cook our earwaxes and clean our maggots. In fact, someday machines will do everything for us and we'll spend every day just dumping and floundering my friends so <laughs> there you go so there's future technology in america with my bad criswell impression um this is but yeah here's one this is uh really in the spirit uh this is famous quotes from the american revolution Mad Lib style. <laughs> Nathan Hale said, I regret that I have but one friend to give for my butt pirate. Oh. Oh. Yeah. William Prescott said, Don't fire until you see the chartreuse of their entrails. Oh. <laughs> so that color. Joe, that color worked out. It worked out very well. It did. And, sure did. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Patrick Henry said, Give me liberty or give me wrestling coach. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to talk about Jim Jordan. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I think we could save that for Friday. Yeah. He, Jim robot. Jordan is defending the uh, the border, everybody. The border between pedophiles and the law. <laughs> Just so you know. Paul reveals, Revere said, The nachos are cowering! The nachos are cowering! <laughs> wow. John Hamm. Yeah, yeah. John. He also said the warning. He he the warning bell. The warning bell. <laughs> John Hancock said, "I wrote my Santorum large so the king could read it without his cover-ups." <laughs> Thomas Jefferson said, "All barbecues are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain icky rights." And among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of Hummer. Mm. Hummus? <laughs> so there you go. Life, liberty, icky barbecues, life, liberty, and the pursuit of Hummers. Maybe we should just listen to the fireworks for a little bit, guys. Ah, the, yeah. the sounds oh. of summer. So satisfying. like gas. Well, they're really going to start picking up now because I mean it's 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 like totally dark now. It takes so long to get dark around these here parts. So, but you guys know that too. We're in the same time zone and stuff. That's right. And that's, that's one right. to grow on. And that's one to grow on. Well, thank you everybody in the chat room for all the uh, the awesome uh, Madlib contributions. Now, you see, I'm kind of torn right now because. 
We did uh, we we did a, a a new cooking special the other day, of course, called Pod Luck, with uh, me, Michelle, Caitlin, Chris, Miles, um, and uh, I talked to Tim about it about you know running it in place of the Tim Carmel show tonight at at ten fifteen. Um, and I think I'm, I'm going to put it there, but I'm going to be up. I'm going to be up here because I actually have to do some prep work for my chili for tomorrow. And hey. I have to do the podcast and everything. Yes, I'm going to make my award-winning chili, Joe, for the, the cookout right. tomorrow. And uh, I, I instead of venison, I'm doing beef. Chili. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing uh, ven- I'm doing beef instead of venison uh, this time, uh, mm. which I've done before. But uh, this time, I'm actually using uh, some thin-cut eye of round steaks in the beginning in the crock pot to get some meat flavor going through the whole thing, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh wow, this is kind of. And fun. I won't have I, I won't have your chili at my cookout tomorrow. No, you won't. Oh well, the the explosives are getting big out here. There. But uh, but yeah, so but no, we did a we did a summer cooking show, and Tim uh, Tim gave me the okay to run it uh, uh at ten fifteen, but the best of the clown car will follow directly after that. Our cooking show is like an hour and ten minutes, I think. So just stick around until like you know a uh, little after eleven, and in uh, the best of the clown car will pop up because Rupee Rat, <laughs> Rupee Rat, Tim, 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 Tim actually put Rupee Rat's obit uh, in the best of the clown car, which is uh, which is pretty awesome. He did. So did. I'm looking forward to hearing that. So I'll be up. I'll be in the chat. I'm not gonna make a comment every two minutes or anything but i'll be listening and um and you know um you know i'll chime in when it, where i can but i'm gonna be doing a little bit of prep work you know i need to set things out tonight i need to get my i'm probably gonna measure out my spices and everything tonight the dry stuff and then um you know you know just just trying because like on during the green news report i went down to the freezer chest rain and grabbed all my meat and put it, brought it upstairs and put it in the fridge. So, you know, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for the chilly rain. I kind of love that you went down there and grabbed all your meat. Yeah, yeah, I went down in the basement and I grabbed my meat. Grabbed the meat. And then you put it in the fridge, which I would not do. Well, here's the thing. Okay, if I just left it, I went down to the basement and grabbed my meat. That is totally what incels do every day of their life. Yeah. See? So, uh, from the rebel basement. So... (laughs) Anyway, let's go. I can't go. remember the last time I went to my basement and grabbed my meat. Well, <laughs> do you have a basement? Uh, sure. Okay, well, yeah, but you don't. Have, you don't if he doesn't, if he doesn't, half the time he's in mine. That's, That's true. Right. Well, you have a I finished you, basement, I've never so you don't. Ever seen Joe grab his meat in my basement? Well, you, <laughs> have a, you have a finished basement. I'm assuming you just don't have a freezer chest in it, right? We have a small dorm refrigerator down there it's got a oh, little there freezer in it yeah there you go okay so yeah i bet you grabbed that, your meat those those, those <laughs> yeah, dorm fridges, those at least a tube tube of jimmy dean meat. sausage or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no i i have sausage sausages bigger than jimmy dean's so. well oh, no those those fat tubes penis is that much those those fat tubes are pretty impressive don't i don't know they are in this house. Oh. 
Anyway, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap things up. What the fuck, man? Uh, so <laughs> we're going off the rails fast. We, oh, yeah. we went into Happy Eids and everything. Happy wow. Independence Day, so everybody! We went into the meats. Yeah, we did. We went down to the basement. <laughs> I grabbed my meat. Three of them. Three three packages of meat. Uh, but anyway, that would be all right if your anatomy yeah. is correct. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, all right, Rain, Rain, give us your parting shot tonight. My parting shot is happy 4th of July, everybody. You know, yeah, just happy 4th of July. Let's celebrate this country. Let's hope that we can make sure that we can celebrate it next year. Yeah. That's my parting shot. Oh, that was a big one. That was oh, a big yeah, one. Yeah, that was. What, that big was. one that you grabbed oh. in your freezer? What? No, no, no. I'm at the explosion outside. Um, but yeah, there was a big one in the freezer I grabbed too. Uh, <laughs> big meat. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Yeah. I love you all. Be safe. Don't blow off any fingers. Yes, unless they're Sorry. Trumps, because you know I think he can regrow them, or they can just pop new ones on because he has doll hands. Uh, so, uh, but all right, I'll Joe. Y'all on Friday. Yes, very good. All right, Joe, your parting shot. Well, uh, yeah, happy 4th of July, everybody. Tomorrow, I will be having a cookout, and I'll be wearing my new T-shirt that I just got yesterday. Uh, it was inspired by Tim Coromal, and it says, simply says, with an American flag on it, 8645. Nice. nice. Yes. I like it. And I like it. For those who don't know what that means, it means 86 is a sort of a restaurant reference yeah. when they 86 something on a menu they get rid of it and then it, it also means when they like they 86 sarah huckabee out of that restaurant the other night yeah well if you it. see that couple over there eating together they could go 86 and come back and finish my raviolis yeah i'll 86 them <laughs> i'll 86 them in the head I mean that new that new voice i don't know what to make of it i don't know I mean, either it's it's uh i'm i'm, I'm working on it so, it, it sounds like a member of the Sopranos, with yeah. um. No, I with, actually. Uh, he I sounds like a guy like he grew up with me, Joey Acapinti. We Joey, Acker. Hey, Joey Acapinti. Joey okay. Acker. Just calm down. I'll, I'll be here all night, everybody. So, what did Joey <laughs> have a lazy tongue? Joey Acapinti. He had a lazy tongue, right? I'm gonna talk to more well, but my tongue is lazy. I'm writing that name down. I'm writing that name down. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm wearing my 86. Uh, I'm going to go 86.45 tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. 86.45. And I'm wearing it to the stadium on Thursday. See if anybody catches the rep. 86.45309. Oh, and also, I, I had another song reference earlier when we were talking about Michael Cohen, too. It was like, I would do anything for Trump, but I won't do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Joe. Any anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, no, that's that's gonna do it for me. <laughs> all right, all right, very good. Well, I'm sorry we didn't get some louder fireworks in the background, but you know, maybe I'll leave the mic open for like a minute. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll just record after the show and add it onto the podcast. But anywho, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Happy Independence Day to everybody. Great show, uh, Joe Rain. Uh, fantastic. I love going through the archives and playing this old Americana stuff to remind ourselves and everybody else about what our values are that were shaped after World War and, II. And what we're up against. Yeah, what we're up against. Uh, and again, there were there were ideals that were never fulfilled. You yeah. know? You know? And, and But I, I love that at least there were people out there saying what we should do. And, and I hate the fact that there are people today who are worse than some of the people uh, decades ago. Uh, trying to spell, you know, uh, spread discord and disharmony in this country. But uh, yeah, I want to wish everybody the, the best uh, Independence Day possible. Uh, stick around and listen to Pod Luck, followed by Tim Caramel. Uh, I give out a lot of my different recipes, grilling techniques, indoor cooking techniques. If you can't grill, if you live in an apartment, whatnot. And of course, uh, Caitlin, Chris, Michelle, and Miles uh, share some trips and tips. Uh, tips and tricks <laughs> as well uh or or trips and ticks you never know um yep. but yeah in the best of the clown car is coming right after that so you don't want to miss it but you know again everybody yeah like rain said don't blow your hand off with fireworks and uh you know and honestly if you're a law-abiding citizen you won't buy those fireworks I was hoping there would be a big explosion in the background when I, after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, it wasn't. Didn't there happen. Was just dead air. Dead Damn air it. There. Damn. Well, then there was one like two seconds ago. But anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, we'll see everybody on Friday. Check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. And yes, enjoy your Independence Day. BBQ something. Love each other. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> On July 4th, 1776, we declared our independence. In 1788, we ratified our constitution. And to this day, every officer, law, and division of American government has existed solely for the purpose of protecting our unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.